Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. And now it is time for the Sports Drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co-host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up-to-date news direct from jockjournal.com. So, get on the line and become a Jock Star. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 12 of the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. We're live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays here on Jock Journal Radio, your number one destination for all things non-politically correct sports talk radio. Uh, we're at Twitter at dot sports drive, it's D-A sports drive, dot sports drive. Uh, we have open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. Question of the day, what's Kobe Bryant's long-lasting legacy? i got a lot to get to, not a lot of time. As always, uh, we're going to talk about the Ravens-Browns game for last night really quick. Barry Bonds returning to baseball. Uh, we got some new segments we're going to debut today, and uh, I got myself a rant for the, the media. So it's going to be a fun show. As always, don't forget, we have the infamous Skippy Bayless Fast Hour at the top of the hour with Brian Snow, Snowman from the Arena Sports Network. Uh, let's do some particulars out of the way. First off, check out JockJournal.com. It's the sponsor of our show. Uh, Nash, Carey, and all the great people at JockJournal.com. We're very grateful for them letting us have the show on their platform and giving us the opportunity to do what we love to do. And we've reached over 400 listeners as of yesterday's Woo-hoo! show. So, once again, I want to thank everybody for checking out Sports Drive. We really appreciate it from Sean, Frank, and myself. Uh, you guys, you guys' contributions to the show means the world to us. Um, also, uh, check us out on uh, Facebook.com. It's Facebook.com slash Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. Give us a like there. I think you guys will like it. I have uh, my article, my recap articles involved with sports games from the MLB, uh, NHL, NBA, NFL, all the above. They're on the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. We're on iTunes uh, or wherever you get your podcast from. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at WZJoshLopez. You can follow Sean on Twitter at SeanMannSWR. Who knows? Maybe Sean, uh, as a Christmas gift, will uh, change his Twitter account by then. <laughs> And then we have, of course, the big win, Frank Sprinkle at Jack Journal, uh, Jack JRL Frank. With that said, with all the particulars out of the way, let me introduce the gang here, the, uh, the hooligans of sports talk. Let's start off with Sean May, the historian man from Bumblebee, Idaho, the home of bowling leagues and Walmart that supplies here. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Uh, okay, now... First off, I thought there was one Bumblebee, which was Bumblebee, Indiana. 
How could I become Bumblebee, Idaho? Well, anyway, with that being said, <laughs> you know what? You know what? There's there's only one Bumblebee in the whole state, and it's in Doggone, Indiana, which is Bumblebee, Indiana. <laughs> I thought it was Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. With that being said, weather right now is 22 degrees. Welcome, everybody. It is the 1st of December, 2015. Hard to believe already. The last month of the year as everybody's getting ready for yep. Christmas time, everybody will be getting ready for their shopping and getting ready to figure out what they want to get for everybody, as everybody calls it the most wonderful time of the year. But we still have a lot of work to do on Blog Talk Radio with the Sports Drive. Josh, Frank, and I have got a lot of stuff to go over, uh, like Josh said. Uh, how are you, Josh, and how's the weather out in the Windy City? And how are you, Frank, how's the weather out there in Indiana? Well, the weather is pretty good, uh, he is doing, doing good. good. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's a great cloudy day. It's a typical fall with slash winter day in the Windy City. It's not too cold, but it's not hot either. So it's what you get with the Windy City. Um, besides that, um, I have I've, I had a good time last night uh, watching Monday Night Raw. It's gonna be pretty busy getting set up for my radio show tomorrow. With all that said, I'm doing good. Uh, let me introduce our uh, other co-host, the other resident from Bumblebee USA, Bumblefuck Indiana. It's the Big Wayne. Oh, gosh. I got a question. How many more nicknames are you going to think of for me? You call me the Big Win and Blue Bumblebee, and I think it's an honor to give you a nickname. Let me ask you, what's next? Okay. And by the way, Sean, any, as far as the weather goes, whatever the weather is, according to Josh, is the weather for me. So you ask Josh what the weather is. That's the weather for me. You ask me what the weather is. You're gonna get. The, you're gonna get. That's Josh's weather as well. But I guess we're gonna be. What's next, guys? Yeah. Huh? What are you gonna? What? What? What more are you gonna bestow upon me? Well, well, you're the master of gimmicks. I mean, you love to call yourself the Gale Force. You're you're the big chubby wind. You're the big cubby wind. You're the big wind. You're the one giving me these you're names. The I never. You're the one that's giving me this. I never crowned them upon my, or bestowed them upon me. Anyways, let's move on here. Um, yeah, let's we move only on. Got eight minutes, yeah, we only have eight minutes left before we have to take our first commercial break. With that said, Sean, uh, let's talk about uh, last night's game on Monday Night Football. Da, 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 da. Monday Night Football it was, and it was a game that I really didn't watch. Baltimore and Cleveland. Baltimore wins 33-27 in <laughs> You didn't, didn't see like much. that. You did, did you at least see the end of it? No, I didn't watch one second of the game. I was on phone with a bunch of <laughs> with uh, family and friends last night, so I didn't were have. Were watching the game? Time. I didn't watch the game. No, didn't were they watching that. the he game? Made, he, yeah, he made the most of his time last night, like I did. Listen, guys, guys. All right, so you missed that. So wait, you were watching Raw last night. So you're trying to tell me, Josh, that you didn't see the end, right? Yes, I was watching Raw, and right after it was over, literally two plays later, that block happened, and then the Ravens won. Literally, you, you guys missed the, the game. From Raw. Listen, you guys, if you guys didn't see the end, you guys missed the game because this was oh, only, only be described in three words: only in Cleveland. Let's hashtag it: only in Cleveland. Only in Cleveland can this happen. Where you try a game, a game time field goal, it's blocked, and that leads to a game winning 
touchdown on the part of the Baltimore Ravens. You guys missed the game. If you didn't see the last play, then you missed it all. Hold up. I'll tell you this. This game yeah, not only one. deserves to be in Ethiopia, this game doesn't even deserve to have television rights. I mean, television? It was on Monday Night Football. School, if we're going to go the old school route, this game deserves to be on freaking radio, not television. ESPN loves their ratings, but really, freaking Austin Davis, Austin Davis versus Bad Shop? Are you kidding me? Is that the best ESPN could come with on Monday night? I'm not okay, wasting my time with that crap. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't you think ESPN thought they were going to get Johnny Manziel? I'll be honest, and shame on me for for realizing this. But I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter because Johnny Mansell is the Justin Bieber of football. He's and you not know what? Good. He's never, never going to be good, and he's a Nimrod who acts like an idiot outside of football. I agree with you, and that's why I applaud Mike Pettin and what he did. Everybody is uh, there's some people that are criticizing what Mike Pettin is doing and and, and lowering Johnny Mansell to the third screen. I got to applaud All Mike right. Pettin here, and you know why? Because isn't this about character, this NFL? Isn't character yes. looked upon first and foremost? Okay, then isn't Mike Pettin protecting the integrity of the Cleveland Browns by not starting Johnny Manziel and lowering him to third on the depth chart? He's watching out for the best yeah, of this but franchise. You're, you're, changing, you're changing the subject. We're talking about whether the game was entertaining or not. I can give a big deal whether Johnny Manziel was playing or not. You know what? This was a pretty entertaining game. Maybe from the standpoint that the two teams suck, but this was an entertaining game. It was close. You both, oh, God. You, 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 you yeah, both it was close. Hold it. You both want Sorry, my son. honest opinion? All right. Hey, it's a handicap match. All right. Hold it. Okay. My honest opinion is still a joke to put a game like that on Monday Night Football. Thank That's you. That's exactly the reason. Thank you. Look, that is exactly the reason I did not want to watch the game last night because this uh-huh. game was meaningless. It didn't. Ha- it wasn't worth a hill of beans, in my opinion, because you look at all of the. Um, you look at how both teams are. The Ravens are bad because they've had to deal with. They've lost so many close games, and last night was a close win for them. Mm-hmm. And the Browns have been a team that everybody thought would probably be maybe a sign of things to come after what happened last year, even though they ended their season ended poorly. But the Browns are the Browns, and the Browns haven't been the same in a very, very, very long run. Well, I, I mean, you're talking about a Browns. Oh, let me join you. But the Browns, they haven't been to the playoffs since Butch Davis was the head coach of the Browns. And Butch yeah. took them there in, uh, it was uh, January of 2003, and they lost the eight. AFC wildcard. Ever since then, they've just been a downhill team. And I know for Cleveland fans, they're itching and they're scratching for a championship. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to get off subject, but they're trying to figure out yeah. what can be done to hopefully end their long championship drought because Cleveland has not seen a championship since 1964. And that's a cursed city that is going through the misery with all their teams trying to win championships. For the Ravens, though, I, I, I think it's I'll, just. I'll, yeah. No, go ahead, I, I think it's. Oh, that's all right. I, I think, gentlemen, I think the way I look at this game is that when you look at these two teams, you realize maybe it's just they wanted to make it entertaining because of how bad they were. They probably thought, let's make it fun for the fans for how many, for whatever, 
whatever the popularity is for Monday Night Football. But, Coy, I have to say this, Josh, okay, and we've talked about this numerous times uh, throughout the course of the summertime when I gave you the full schedule of NFL games. Monday Night NFL needs to do a much better job to put games that have got playoff implications on for primetime television. For Sunday night, I'm tired of it. For Monday night and for Thursday, it's just been a it's a joke. Okay, I can agree, Josh. I was only busting your chops on Facebook, and I'd say like, "Oh, come on, Josh, we're getting toward the end of the NFL season." You know, I was only kidding with you, but I can understand your point that this is the point that NFL needs to correct. Why do you put games on? that don't have – that nobody really cares about. Look what we saw with Tennessee and Jacksonville a few weeks ago. Oh, anybody uh, watch the how, did that get, how did that game get national exposure? That's what I'm still talking yeah. about. They need, they need to fix this and address it, and they need to make games that are that have serious implications. Why do you think they put – I'm sorry for being biased here, but why do you All think right. they put New England in – why do you think they put New England and Denver on for a Sunday night? Because they knew that was going to be big for the popularity. It's about it ratings, about popularity. This Baltimore-Cleveland game did not have popularity to it. It was a mistake to put it on yeah. for Monday night football. Roger Goodell, you really need to really just maybe have somebody work with your brain, okay? I'm serious. Yeah. This is a mistake to be putting games like this on. I don't care that Baltimore won. These two teams aren't very good. Wait, isn't this the second time we've seen the? Isn't this the second time we've seen the the Browns on national TV? Because remember, a few weeks ago they played the Bengals in Cincinnati, and that was on national TV. And here's the thing, guys. Let's let's admit one. Let's play. I got to admit one thing here. The reason why you're seeing the Browns as mediocre as they are at two and nine get this national TV exposure is because of Johnny Manziel. The NFL has caved in to, I guess you can say, the Johnny Manziel cult, and they want to expose what type of a figure Johnny Manziel is to the entire country. Look, like him or not, Johnny Manziel will bring exposure, he'll bring interest, and that is what the NFL is seeing here. Enough already. Enough. I'm I'm telling you what's wrong. You can't stand you know, it. You can't hear the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call a phrase from a man that's going to join us for the Skippy Bash Hour at the top of the hour. the skull man. It's Cleveland. It doesn't Only, matter if it's the Browns or the Indians or the Cavaliers. Josh. I'm going to finish on this one because we got to go yeah, to the commercial I don't care if it's Cleveland, Browns, the Indians, the Cavaliers with McQueen in it. When it comes to prime time, Cleveland does not – Show up, and it's a fact. It's a really disgrace for fans that enjoy sports to have to look at that freaking dump of a city on prime time television. And I'm sick of it. All right, we're gonna have Josh, a commercial yeah, break. When we, back, when we come, oh, when we come back, we'll talk. We're about to have the commercial break. Barry Bonds returning to baseball. Uh oh. We'll, we'll oh, talk goodness. about that coming back. Yeah, we'll be talking about that coming up next year in Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. 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 Oh goodness. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. 
Welcome back here to the Sports Drive here on Jack Journal Radio with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. We're accompanied by the big win, the Gale Force win, whatever you want to call him, the big win, Frank Sprinkle. The big idiot. A little ad here. Yeah, we're going to take some time to uh, reach out to our sponsors here. Um, why are anglers buying fishing shirts sold by hunting apparel companies? Ocean Vita is a true fishing apparel company focused on the coastal lifestyle. The clothing is designed specifically to handle the elements that anglers deal with on their fishing trips, such as staying dry, cool, and protected from the sun's harmful ultraviolet rays. Ocean Vita uses proven water resistance technology, moisture whisking fabric, strategic air ventilation, and high ultra color choices are reflective of the bright and relaxed coastal lifestyle. Order your Ultravita apparel today and use the Jock Journal Radio 20% off coupon code, FISHJOCK. That's FISHJOCK with no spaces, just one word, FISHJOCK. Order online today at Ultravita.com. That's Vita is V-I-D-A dot com. And get your 20% off before the sales. And stay dry and cool when you're reeling in your next big fish. Now, we still have open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. Our question of the day is, what's Kobe Bryant's long-lasting legacy? We'll be discussing Kobe's legacy in the top third hour, but we'd like to hear from you guys. Reach, us, reach out to us on social media at the Sports Drive or uh, on the Jock Journal uh, radio section on the Jock Journal website. Or, hell, even here in the chat room that we have here on Blog Talk Radio. We love to hear from you guys today. Now, before we head to the first update of the day, I heard this report on SportsCenter last night before I went to bed that Barry Bonds is returning to baseball as a hitting instructor for the Miami Marlins. Now, no, you're I, this is what, I, I was, I'll say this, I was, the biggest baseball fan in the world as a, as a kid playing it, but since then I've kind of tuned out baseball for the past five years, and Sean and Frank are more into it now than I am, so I'll let them have the floor. I'll share my opinions in a little bit, uh, but let's start off with uh, let's start off with Sean here. Sean, what's your thoughts about this news about Barry Bonds returning to baseball? Well. You know, I I am kind of, like, really, really surprised that maybe this kind of happened. You know, you had not heard a lot about Barry Bonds ever since he retired from baseball. And, of course, everybody knows in MLB that either people are fans of Barry Bonds or not fans of Barry Bonds because of all the trouble that he got himself into with the performance-enhancing drugs. I think with with that and he had gotten himself in hot water with other situations, you know, you think about it with Bonds, you know, there's still a lot of questions this day. Does he deserve to have those 73 home runs, you know, the which broke Mark McGuire's record? Does he deserve to break Hank Aaron's record, which happened in August of 2007? Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to say, too, years later, if Barry Bonds should be a person who makes it into the Hall of Fame. A lot of people I don't think do. And now with him coming back into MLB as a hitting instructor, I'm sure he's going to hear maybe a little bit of negativity that, you know, especially with all the records and stuff. So I'm a little bit shocked to hear that Barry Bonds is coming back into MLB. Right, Barry Bonds coming back in MLB, that's that's perfectly fine with me. Perfectly fine. You know what? Welcome back, Barry Bonds. Oh, yeah, I have a question for you. Uh, When is Pete Rose at long last going to be reinstated? 
seriously. Here we go. Yeah, here we go is right because Mark McGuire, I mean, this is a guy that we know took performance-enhancing supplements. We know he took steroids during his 1998 home run campaign, which we were frauded with, which we were frauded of, and shame on us for, for taking the bait. And Barry Bonds, look, let's face it, the guy took performance-enhancing drugs here. There's no question about me. Look at his numbers. Look at his body size. Look at his head. His head got bigger. Look, why is it that we are allowing these players to come back into baseball and they could come back into pretty good jobs? Uh, Barry Bonds, I believe he was a minor league instructor with the Giants, and now potentially he's going to be the Marlins hitting instructor. Wait, wait, am I missing something here? Didn't these guys taint the game a lot worse than what Pete Rose ever did? Pete Rose, okay, maybe he betted on baseball. Maybe he bet on the Cincinnati Reds. Although, let me say this, on the Cincinnati Reds for them to lose games. Guys, am I missing Mm. something here? Pete Rose never betted on his own team. Why is it that we're allowing these guys to come into baseball and yet Pete Rose isn't allowed back? That just makes no sense. And by the way, I got to call Fox Sports for making Pete Rose an analyst. And I will give Rob Manfred this credit, although I want to see some results. Rob Manfred and Pete Rose are going to have a discussion during this offseason in which they're going to talk about, hopefully, the possibility of reinstatement. And another thing, too, with Barry Bonds, uh, the Miami Marlins, you never could have imagined Barry Bonds wanting to go. He, he never has had any ties with Miami. It's been San Francisco or Pittsburgh before that. Oh, goodness. Oh, guys, why are, we allowing, why are we allowing these guys back in baseball? Hey, Rose, <laughs> come back into baseball. Let's make it fair. Yeah, I'll wrap this up here because, honestly, it's, it's going to be a lose-lose situation. You're still going to have those all tyrants that are going to be pissed whether the guys come back in or not. You're going to have the fans that grew up watching Barry Bonds as a kid during baseball that would like to see him get a second chance to get back in the league. I mean, either way, something's going to be pissed too. about it. You, 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 you can't please everybody. Um, unfortunately, in my opinion, but it's just my opinion, I don't feel that Pete Rose will be in the Hall of Fame until after he passes away. I don't mean to be frank about it, but I'm just being honest. I just looking at where things are right now, Pete Rose will not be back with baseball. It just seems like that old contingent, that old that old contingent at the top of the baseball world does not want him back, which is really unfortunate to be honest with you. But you got to look at the facts. I mean, uh, not only Mark McGuire, you have Sammy Sosa, um, Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens, a lot of these other guys. I mean, okay, Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds got back, but you don't hear about the other steroid guys coming back to the coaches with us. Yeah, I I don't know. The guy's fallen off from the face of the wall. Yeah, really, he has. yeah. As I say this before, we head to our first update of the day. I'll say this: I I've always been a fan of Barry Bonds. Yes, he, I, I I don't actually have any factual evidence that he took steroids. Yes, you could look at the guy. He yeah, he, he he grew a lot or whatever during his career. But I've always been a fan of the guy. I think the guy is misunderstood as a human being. Did he make some mistakes? Absolutely, but nobody in this world is perfect. And I think, yeah, did he 
put a bad light on baseball, sure. But that doesn't mean he's a bad person. He's the same thing goes with Pete Rose. So, Josh, gosh. Same thing goes with Pete Rose, too, as well. I mean, I, I didn't grow up watching Pete Rose as a kid. I mean, I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm giving away my age and make you all feel old. But I didn't, I didn't grow up watching Pete Rose, so I don't have the emotional connection with him as everybody else does. I'm sorry. I, I, my memories of Pete Rose doesn't even really come from baseball. It comes, it comes don't from have, wrestling, to be honest dude, with Pete, you. Pete Rose, yeah, that's right. He is in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. That's right. Yeah, my only connection for Pete Rose was always with, with wrestling when he got tombstone by Kane at three different WrestleManias. I Pete Rose is a Hall of Famer. He, he is. I'll say one, this one last thing as we head to the update. I'll care if it's MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, professional wrestling, whatever. Yes, people deserve a second chance. Mm-hmm. Second, mostly, grudges will not take you far in this world. It's okay mm-hmm. to be upset with somebody, but you got to learn from your mistakes and move on. And if you can't be friends with that person, it is what it is. But if it's what's best for your sport, your brand, or your business, then you bring those people back. And a story. With that said, we're going to go to our first update of the day. This update is brought to you by JocksJournal.com. We'll leave it to Sean Mann here to do our update, and we'll be back in just about two minutes for On This Day in Sports History. Go ahead, buddy. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Drive on this uh, Tuesday, December 1st, 2015. It's 10.30 a.m. on the East Coast, which makes it 7.30 a.m. on the West. Here's the recap of the NBA games from last night. Detroit 116, Houston 105, Boston 105, Miami 95, Atlanta 106, Oklahoma City 100. The Bulls, they edge out the San Antonio Spurs 92-89, Milwaukee 92, Denver 74, Golden State is 19-0, and folks. That's right, 19-0. and They are the defending NBA champions. They beat Utah 106-103. Sacramento over Dallas, 112-98. L.A. Clippers over Portland, 102-87. And other action going on in the NBA tonight. Here is what we have planned and scheduled. There are a total of, Tuesday night, a total of, uh, about six games for tonight. And we've got Wizards taking on the Cavaliers, Lakers taking on the 0-18 Philadelphia 76ers, Suns at Nets, Magic at Timberwolves, Grizzlies at Pelicans, and lastly on NBA TV, it'll be the Mavericks taking on the Trailblazers. In the NHL, there was only four games to get to last night. The Islanders over the Avalanche by a score of 5-3, Rangers 4, Carolina 3, Toronto shutting out Edmonton 3 nothing, and the same goes for Anaheim Ducks. They shut out Vancouver by a score of 4 nothing. In other action tonight in the NHL, there are a total of 10 games on tap for tonight. you got the Avalanche at the Devils, Blue Jackets at the Canadians, Flyers at the Senators, Sabres taking on the Red Wings, Panthers at the Blues, Coyotes at Predators, Wild at Blackhawks, Stars at Flames, Canucks at Kings, and lastly on NBC Sports Network for tonight, it will be the Penguins taking on the San Jose Sharks. I am Sean Mann for the first update for the Sports Drive. Now back on over to the host of the Sports Drive, Josh Lopez. Thank you, Sean. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Before we take our commercial break and go into a very interesting segment about the NFL, 
Uh, time to do some on-the-scene sports history. We're all historians, right? We all love talking about the history of sports. Isn't that right, gentlemen? Uh, right, indeed. Indeed. Right, let's get to it, shall we? I don't know. Public school right. did not make uh, me much of a historian. On, on this day in 1963, the New York Jets got first shut out being the Kansas City Chiefs 17-0. On this day in 1964, the Houston Colts got 45S changed their name to the Houston Astros. On this day in 1970, the NHL takes control of the Pittsburgh Penguins. On this day, 1971, uh, Chicago Cubs released Ernie Banks inside them as a coach. A little interesting uh, stat there. Um, let me go back here. I, I lost my leak. What a bummer. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, on this day, on, oh, my bad. on this day in 1967, Wilt Chamberlain set an NBA record when he missed 22 free throws. On this day in 1984, Doug Flutie won the 50th Heisman Trophy Award. Um, a very unfortunate uh, situation here. On this day in 1994, Mike Friere from the Seattle Seahawks was paralyzed in a car accident. Um, okay, here we go. This one's going to be interesting, especially for Frank here. Okay, <laughs> let me hear Let me hear <laughs> Oh, uh, man. On this day in 19-something. Yeah, on this day in 2003, Biddy okay. began on the baseball that was deflected by Steve Bartman in the stands during the Cubs game. Not the really Marlins interesting. Is not, uh, in the NLCS game six. Not now, really interesting for me. Four. I didn't put a bid. I did not put a bid in it. Nope. Not you interesting didn't? for me at all. I did not put a bid in Ah, uh, what a bummer. Yeah, what a I way to damper the segment, you hump. What a great what job. Mean, of course I damper the right, let's, let's give out some birthday shout-outs, shall we? Uh, let's say happy birthday to uh, Eddie Britton, who is the receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Andre Royal, linebacker of the Carolina Panthers. Uh Maybe your dad might know this one, Sean. Uh, Todd Susi, who turned 45 today from the Minnesota Vikings. He was a offensive lineman. And um, the other birthday shout-out we got to give out here to is uh, Richard Jordan, who's a linebacker for the Detroit Lions. Um, some past, past uh, players passing away on this day on 1986. Uh, Robert Lane from the Detroit Lions died at the age of 59. Irving Lee Dorsey, Kid Chocolate, the uh, the boxer died at, at the age of 59. Uh, and, yep, that's the wrap on this day in sports history. We're going we to have to break. Do we? No, we don't. Good. We're going to have to that's break. Good. But when we come back, we'll talk about how odd this particular NFL season has been so far. We're going to head to be- head to break right now. We'll be right back. This is the Sports Drive here on Jock Turtle Radio. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling. Oh, good. Oh, yeah.
1877 cars for kids K-A-R-S cars for kids 1877 cars for kids Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today.
Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back here to Sports Drive here on Jack Journal Radio. Hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Josh Lopez. You can follow me on Twitter at WCJoshLopez. Frank at Twitter at Jock. J.R.L. Frank is Sean Mann is at Twitter as Sean Mann S.W.R. Before we head into our top of the hour break and uh, bring in the snowman for the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour, uh, let's talk about the particular NFL season as a whole. Now, during the commercial break, we had technical difficulties because the big win actually dropped on us. Hey, it's modern technology that caused me to drop on you guys. Don't fault me. Fault modern technology. I guess the Gale it happens. and Bumblebee Indiana is in full Besides, effect. I'm back. That okay. happens. <laughs> Who are you complaining about? I came back, didn't I? Didn't I ain't complaining about anything. I ain't complaining yeah, about you crap. Did. Yeah, you did. I got you to play <laughs> right here. Anyway, let's move on here. Um, Skippy Bayless. No. <laughs> Try to pull a fast one on you guys. False start. False start. <laughs> I was going to pull a stupid quote. All right, let's talk about the NFL season. So, basically, when I'm going into rant about why Vegas is stupid, far and off into our topic here. Now, everybody said it was going to be the Colts and the Packers in the Super Bowl. I heard it like 10 different times from 10 different guests we had when we were on Sports World Radio. And every time I heard that game come out of these experts' mouths, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. Because I knew it wasn't true. I'm not saying I, I, I'm the Houdini master and I predict all the games, right? But when you look at these teams on paper, everybody said it was going to be the Patriots in the Super Bowl again or the Seahawks and the Packers or even the clue the Colts is a wild card. Now, the Patriots are 11-1, Packers are 7-4, the Colts are only winning victories only winning games when Matt Hasselbeck's quarterback. You have <laughs> you have Dallas Cowgirls at three and eight. You have utterly pathetic teams in the AFC South and the NFC East. The Bears, after what we saw last year, have been one of the surprises in this year's NFL season. And the, the, honestly, this. Season's a microcosm as to why you can't put all your stock into what people on ESPN say and also Vegas. That's my opinions on it. Frank, what's yours? Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about Vegas here and uh, how much Vegas has been wrong. You know who's been wrong this year, Josh and Sean? The officials. That has been the – that's how I'm remembering this NFL season. For the negativity of this officiating crew in every NFL game prominently, i got to tell you guys, watching the Cardinals 49ers game on Sunday, it was a late afternoon game on Sunday in San Francisco, I could not see any more of an officiating game than I did. Hey, the Bills-Patriots game, the Monday night game a week ago, that was pretty bad. But here's the problem with the officials. We're having – we're seeing every week almost uh, – what is the officials are having trouble figuring out what a catch is? By the way, if you can't figure out what a catch, then may I advise you look up Webster. Look up the word catch, and you'll see a definition of what the word is. 
what's the catch? Well, in the NFL, a catch is if you have possession of the ball and there's and you have two feet in bounds, it's not that hard. Oh, and by the way, I can't remember who it was in the Arizona-San Francisco game. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Carson Palmer was sacked, and the 49ers were called for roughing the passer. Did you guys see that? I did see it, and you know that's, what? That's a crime right um, there. That's, there has, that's, you know what? Throughout the course of the throughout the course of the last few weeks, here we are at 46 minutes after the hour. Um, course of the last few weeks, I have seen calls that have been missed. I have seen officials do bad, uh, not doing a very good job at all. I don't know what's going on, uh, but the NFL mm-hmm. really needs to fix this, you know. But uh, you know, I'm not trying to get off topic because, you know, Josh, you did mention for this big story headline that, yeah, we've had a lot of surprises in the NFL. You know what? As time goes on and as the years go by, you're going to expect that out of out of every NFL season. You know that there's going to be some surprises. You're going to see some teams that people didn't even expect to be there that are going to be there. You're going to see the, maybe the same old teams that are expected to be there year in and year out, but uh, it's been, in my opinion, it's been a very interesting NFL season with what we've seen. Uh, you, you know, and, and again, if we're talking about surprise teams, I still have to say Carolina is still the big surprise, but I don't want to get too much into the officiating because I don't want to get off topic. <laughs> I understand that. But Josh asked me how I was going to remember the NFL season to this point, and i got to tell you, it's the officials of how I'm remembering the NFL season and how bad and how much and how much highway robbery they have caused with the teams they officiate. I have to say that it's a blessing to have instant replay. I think the worst time, I'll never forget that we uh, didn't have instant replay when calls were missed. you got to go back to 1998. In 1998, I'll never forget it, Frank, and neither will you, there were a lot of calls that were being missed because they didn't have instant replay. Well, now they got instant replay, and maybe calls were being missed with the uh, instant replay. I, I don't know, but, you know, the officials, though, in my view, I don't want to get too much into this. They need to do a better job in the upcoming weeks because there are people, I think the entire American public is getting really tired that calls are being, you know, teams are getting screwed, calls are being missed. Uh, but you well, know what? It's it, Well, you know what? It's part of the game. You realize that if things don't much. go your way, you have to just much. shake it off. It's too much. I agree. Nothing's perfect. These officials aren't going to be perfect. But this is constant. This is ridiculous. This is getting old. I am tired of after one second of a quarterback releasing the ball, you have a defensive player hitting him, sometimes barely touching him instead of giving a slight push, and it's called roughing the passer. And also these officials are trying to figure out what a catch is. There was a problem. I I noticed that in the uh, Seattle-Pittsburgh game on Sunday. This is getting old, Sean. Look, I agree with you that officials are going to miss calls from time to time. But these this is the NFL. These are supposed to be the best officials possible. And these these guys have become an utter joke. They become incompetent. And they are attaining my entertainment value as well as the value of free America as we know it. <laughs> Josh, how would you view it? I just wanted to ask you, bud. How, how would you view it? On the, on the referee end? Yeah, referee end, or even on the surprise of the NFL. It's you know, I just wanted to ask what your feelings That's are. That's a nice surprise. The officials. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, well, for me, I'll I'll go up with the fact that there's a lot of bad football teams in the NFL. You know, you could go off 
any stats or fantasy football teams or whatever Stephen A. or Nimrod Skip Bayless says, but there's a lot of bad football teams. And, you know, look at what Carolina's done. And everybody talks about, oh, there's the worst 11 in OP because they don't have superstars on it. Well, I, I don't watch the NFL for superstars. I watch the NFL because it's a team sport. I played football in high school. I understand the value of what being a good team is. You don't have to have uh, Joe Blow on your team, football team because he's the son of a former NFL player or whatever. Uh, that philosophy, obviously, is not working for most NFL teams. So look what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals. Look what's going on with the Panthers. Hell, look at the Bears. The U.S. US Today, USA Today, and I remember that rant I went on. Remember, Sean, when they said the Bears are going to be 3-13? and 13? The rants are classic. That, 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 this Bears season is a perfect definition of why the media does. They said the Bears would be 3-13, and 13 and they're showing what a good uh, – I'm not saying they're a great team or anything. They uh, still have better personnel as the years go by, but – you should not tell me that John Fox did not deserve a consideration for Coach of the Year, especially where this Bears team was mentally and physically was last year. You know what, Josh? You know, I, go ahead. Because I want to say this. Hold on, I want to say this about Josh to Josh here because, yes, we are the Bears fans here. We are the Bears fans. That's the team that we root for, and we've root for all our life. Me longer because I've lived longer than you. Josh, I read an article in the Chicago Sun-Times, and they gave the possibility – of the Bears making the playoffs. So that just shows you the optimism. Now, if the Bears are going to make the playoffs here, it's not a given if they win out, which would be the next five games and finish at 10-6. and six. But if the Bears can win out and go 10-6 and six to close the season, there's a 90% chance they're going to make the playoffs. However, every loss here is, is magnified. Let's face it. The Bears, do they yep. have a shot at making the playoffs? Yes, of course they do, but they got to win out. But if they lose one game... Yep then that's going to pretty much sink their playoff hopes. They can't lose. Uh, well, I mean, for, I, I mean, for me, I mean, me, for me and you, um, we've always been just wanting to see improvement with the team more than anything. I, I didn't care if they made the playoffs or not uh, this year, Frank. I just want to make it. I made a bet with my cousin Vito that the Bears would have more than five victories this year, and it looks like they're going to achieve that. And that's yes, all I, I want. I, I never said the Bears are going to be in the Super Bowl or anything like that this year. I stick right. to my convictions. And Make it a year of progress. Yes, it is a year of progress and more to come. I just, uh, Josh, uh, before we move on to Sean, I just want to say this. If the Bears, even if there's no playoffs and they finish 8-8, eight and eight, that's one season worth celebrating because you mentioned about, oh, how – uh, people say the Bears are going to finish three and thirteen, or they're not going to go anywhere and finish five and eleven as they did last year, or even six and ten. They're going to be under five hundred. Guys, I'm going to use an example here. 1983, Mike Ditka's second year as Bears head coach. The Bears finished eight and eight that year. Look at 1984. The Bears win the NFC Central Division, which will, of course, back then you had three divisions. They win a playoff game in Washington. They defeat the Redskins. Sure, they get shut out to the San Francisco 49ers and Candlestick Park in the NFC Championship game, but look at the next year. 15-1, Super Bowl title, one of the greatest defenses of all time. But my point is, the momentum of that season 
really started in 1983 when they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. So if the Bears can – they didn't make the playoffs that year. But if the Bears can finish 8-8 eight and eight this year, just look at the optimism. Playoffs or no playoffs this season. 8-8, eight and eight, look at the optimism that should bring upon Bears fans. It should bring a ton of optimism. True. The way I look at it is that, you know, you know, we talked about the Bears being the surprise team, uh, Carolina being the surprise team, Arizona being a surprise team. There's a couple other surprises I would just like to mention that I, you know, that hopefully I won't get too much in descriptive about. There's two teams that are clicking at the right time. I got to go with one from the AFC and one from the NFC. I'll start with the NFC real quickly. The Minnesota Vikings. I yeah. mentioned before that the Minnesota Vikings have been a team that has really shown people why they are a team maybe that could represent the NFC. It's still very, very debatable how the Vikings season can play out. They're 8-3. and three. They're in good shape to uh, basically get into uh, the playoffs. They're leading the NFC North division. Can they keep this up? I believe they can. Green Bay is not as good as they used to be. Everybody thought the Packers would just roll right over this division, easily win it, get to the playoffs. And Josh, you were telling me numerous times and telling us that Aaron Rodgers is not the clutch quarterback and not the guy that can get – it's like, sure, he's won a Super Bowl, but he hasn't done very much lately for the Green Bay Packers ever since then. And the AFC side, question, uh, Kansas City Chiefs are another team I might go with here a little bit because – if I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they are a team that is uh, has played very well the last few weeks. Uh, they blew out San Diego. They blew. They went into Denver and they beat Peyton Manning. You know, and Manning had arguably one of the worst games of his NFL career. So right there, Peyton. You know, the Chiefs are clicking. They're doing better. Uh, you, you know, um, the Chief, the Chiefs are. Other teams from the AFC, of course, uh, we, we know the Colts were expected to be good this year. Indianapolis is still trying to hang in there. Houston Texans is the team that the Colts really need to be worried about and concerned about because Houston, in my view, has been a team that has played so much mm-hmm. better the last couple of weeks. You've seen a good football team in the Houston Texans. You know, J.J. Watt's been doing better. The pickup of Vince Wilfork was a huge addition to their team. Uh, I, again, uh, I'm just talking. I'm just just telling you how great it is to talk about teams that. I mean, we know about the top teams that are going to be in the playoffs that have been there year in and year out. Uh, I could mention maybe even uh, the New York Jets a little bit here too. Uh, you know, the Jets, of course, up so and so. You know, the Jets need an absolute miracle just to try to get back into. Uh, the playoffs because they haven't been there in a couple of years. Uh, you know, the question is, can they win their next five? You know, time will tell. Remember, the Jets have had times in the month of December where they really have struggled and played 500 ball down the stretch. So the Jets are a question. The Bills, I mean, that's why I'm saying yesterday, Josh and Frank, there is a lot of unfinished business to happen. A lot of people know a lot yes. of things can happen. Yep. Look, we got one month left in the entire NFL season. There is a lot of things that can happen. Things can change very, very quickly for playoff seeding and for the wild card. So mm-hmm. buckle up and get ready for an interesting month of December, which yes. is today, of course, because we know it's December 1st. Guys, who could have – let me ask you – go ahead, go ahead. Because I was just want to uh, say hey, – Frank... I mean, guys, okay, go ahead. Sorry about that. Frank, we have to, Frank, we have to go to break. We ran a little long there. 
Um, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. go back. We'll be back on air, and uh, we're gonna begin the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour with the Snowman Brian Snow up next here on the Sports Drive. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. With one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary, I'm itching inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store, I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, Beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What did you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way. No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, let's, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like us? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Thanks, Coach. Matt Lyon will be 
other person in this room probably about five minutes away. It's a disappointed coach. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the jock stars fight back. That's funny. one more for good measure, so everybody can yeah. listen to it. One more time. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the jock stars fight back. Welcome to the funniest segment. Yes, one more time. This one's dedicated to the Nimrod. Yeah. One more time. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the jock stars fight back. Ah, that was great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the funniest segment in the history of sports talk radio. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, <laughs> you have better entertainment value in this segment than you would uh, watching second take right now on ESPN2. Anyways, uh, we got, of course, we got Sean Mann, the historian man here. We got Big Win, Gale Force, Blue, Bumblebee, Indiana, Boy, Frank Sprinkle. And we got my good friend, uh, Brian Snow, my brother. Uh, love you, brother, man. It's good to have you back on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, you guys. As I began with, and what the clip you were playing earlier, I don't need a drink. I need a few of them. <laughs> let me ask you. Do you need, uh-huh. Let me ask you. Do you need a keg with a big hose attached to it? Is that, is that the type of satisfaction you Whoa. need? I don't think that's. You said I don't you think need that a some drink. Will be enough with what with what's going on around me. I don't think that some bitch will be enough. <laughs> it's All right, a let's beer get truck. Started. Shot to the intro, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the Skippy. Bayless bash hour. Time to bash the idiot. All right, let's have some fun. Skippy Bayless said that mine. And thus we oh, begin shot no. torture. <laughs> <laughs> My Cleveland Browns made a mistake not starting Johnny Mansell last night. <laughs> Mike Pettin, actually, that was Mike Pettin hit a home run with that. Hey, there's, let me say this to Skip Bales. Let me say this to Dan, I because I said this early on. Mike, Mike Pettin, I give you all the props in the world. And to you, Skip Bayless, this league is about integrity and about character more than ever. Haven't you ever thought that Skip Bayless is trying to uh, – Skip Bayless, haven't you ever thought that Mike Pettin is trying to protect the Cleveland Browns franchise by not starting Skip Bayless? Huh? Oh. <laughs> Mike doing great. He may be fired at the end of the season, but kudos to him. Oh, the Browns are done anyway, Skip Bayless. Shut your yap and just get prepared. Then, yeah, go on, you know, prepare for next year for the Browns and stuff, too. I was already talking with a couple friends of mine back east last night since I had my fabulous trip back east. A couple of my friends told me that uh, – Watch what's going to happen in the foreseeable future when Johnny Manziel takes over for Tony Romo in Dallas. 
And you know what? Real quickly, uh, I always have to try to put myself on mute there, Snowman, because whenever we talk about my, and when you say, oh, no, I'm just sitting back here laughing away. Or <laughs> <laughs> is yours, Snowman? <laughs> right, let me see this, Brian. If you don't Good. like these shocks, fault Skip Bayless. Huh? If you don't like these shocks, you got to fault Skip Bayless. He's the one you know, saying my all the time. Frank, I need to hear what Snowman said. Come on, man. Skip Bayless, you idiot. Skip Bayless, you moron. <laughs> and if I may borrow from a classic show called Sanford and Son, oh, I Skip love Bayless, that show. you red-headed, fish-eyed fool. Well, come on, Snowman. He play. Well, come on, Snowman. He praises Johnny Manziel. He thinks Johnny Manziel's the best quarterback in the entire NFL. Which hey, repeats my sentence. Right you know Skip what? I just Bayless, wanna... You redheaded fish-eyed fool. You think you you actually you actually think that Cleveland made a mistake <laughs> in not starting Manziel? I got news for you. It's Manziel Cleveland. made his own mistake. Yes, he did. If Fred Sanford, if Fred Sanford could only listen to Skip Bayless, you know what he'd be wanting to do? He'd be wanting to join Elizabeth. He would be. Yeah, he'd be wanting to join Elizabeth if you're Skip Bayless. Three of my favorite comedians would have a ball with Skip Bayless: Red Fox, Richard Pryor, and George Carlin. Yep. I'd rush them all. All right, Skippy Bayless said that Johnny Mansell has. Brett Favre's tendencies. Wrong. Has what? <laughs> Brett Favre's tendencies. Okay, let me ask you. Wow, Brett Favre's tendencies. That Manziel. Rehab has got. <laughs> that Manziel's got Brett Favre tendencies. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> So will many Thanksgiving night many years from now, will Johnny Manziel be honored in Cleveland? <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's it. There you go. Hey, Skip Bayless, you're the George Bush of sports talk. Shut up, Reddy, please. Wait, which one? George W. or George H.W.? He'll, he'll probably w. say, he, 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 probably Skip Bayless will say, oh, watch what happens when my guy, when when my Johnny Manziel wins Super Bowls and he proves that he's better than all the other quarterbacks in the NFL. Skippy Bayless says I have no comment. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault. He's the one shocking him himself. So you know that. <laughs> he said, if, if, now remember, he used the word if, if Tony Romo was still around, the Cowboys would be 11-0 and 0 right now, and Romo would be in the running for MVP. Get the hell out of the way. Get the hell out of the way. This is the only one I'll probably take – I'll start first with. But I'm hiding behind right. a bush. <sighs> to bring up a question that I said yesterday, how did the Tony Romo era begin with a fumble snap? At least when Brett Favre threw his first pass, he threw it to himself. At least when Troy Aikman threw his first pass, he threw it to himself, and their careers took off. Okay? Yeah. Tony, uh, Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer. Brett Favre, we know damn well, is going to be a Hall of Famer. Tony Romo, 11-0? and 0? Man, please. 
If he's a Hall of Famer, but he certainly has had one hell of a career. <laughs> oh no, the snowman dropped. The snowman has officially dropped. Uh, he'll he'll come back on. No, trust me. We get. Wait, is it something I said? Okay. I just said it. All right. You know what? I'll go first since I'm the Sox fan here. Yeah, you are. Okay. People, including Skip Bayless. That could continue to ragtag the White Sox because they're not the New York Yankees. You all can my ass. Mark Burley does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the most underrated pitchers ever. Uh, hell, I'll take Mark Burley any day of the week over Andy Pettit. Oh, you know why everybody loves him so much? It's because, oh, I forgot, he plays for the New York Yankees. <laughs> hey, family, shut up. <laughs> wow. Wow was uh, right. I'm sorry I'm sorry about that, gentlemen. I had to take a very important call in uh in the midst of prepping for uh my games this week. I truly apologize for that. You're that very important person. Well, well, come on, Josh. Skip Bayless believes Mark Burley should have won more championships with the White Sox and that he's overrated and the White Sox are an overrated franchise. <laughs> well, first, first off, he, he had one thing wrong when he said Mark Burley doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because Skip Bayless doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Skip Bayless doesn't deserve a microphone. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I hate that that call happened uh, for me in the middle of a Tony Romo rant, but just keep in mind, gentlemen, it was it, it was important, and it's one of the few times I'll probably be interrupted. But I had I had to take it again. I apologize, but hey, you're if a VIP. Quit talking about Mark Burley, will you please? Yeah. <laughs> Skippy Bell said that mine. Oh, oh no. <laughs> My San Francisco 49ers made the mistake of uh, going with Colin Kaepernick instead of Alex Smith because the 49ers would have been in a better position having Alex Smith as their quarterback in the long term than Colin Kaepernick. Uh, He may be right there. In terms of Alex Smith, wait, they say Alex Smith would be a better uh, solution in terms of of long-term quarterback. Well, he might be right there. I mean, look yeah. at Alex Smith. He's still starting. The mm-hmm. Chiefs are having a pretty solid year. Uh, I'll, I'll actually Kaepernick. agree. Skip Bayless, I agree with you. Oh, man. That's a first. I, I'll, agree, I'll agree with him in, the, in in this case. I hate doing it, but look at where Alex <laughs> Smith is right now. Look at where the 49ers are right now. It's not like they. It, it's not like back in the 90s when you were transitioning from uh, Joe Montana to Steve Young. Stephen Bell said that the Chicago Blackhawks are the most overrated organization in sports right now. Okay, I'm leaving. And who I'm has leaving. three titles in Goodbye. six years? Goodbye. I'm leaving. Okay. 
I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I don't know. See ya. Frank is turning tough and he's leaving. <laughs> And, and 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 who has three titles in six seasons? The really? Oh, by the way, let me ask you this: Who's the best owner? I'm not being biased here. I am not saying this to be biased, but Rocky Wirtz is arguably the greatest owner, the greatest owner sports has today. And here's why: Take a look in 2007 when he took over after Dollar Bill died, his dad, where the Blackhawks right. were. They were in the sewer. They didn't have any of their home games mm-hmm. on television. Attendance completely sucked. The on-ice talent was just god-awful. The front office was old and past their time. Rocky Wirtz took over upon, his, upon Dollar Bill's death, his father, and made all of these changes. He brought in John McDonough. And to that effect, John McDonough brought in the ambassadors, the marketing. Hey, what about the Bowmans? The Bowmans, Scotty, Scotty Bowman is an advisor. His son stands as general manager. I mean, I'll give Dale Talon his props. i got to give Dale Talon his props here because he was the general manager at the time Bill Wirtz died. And, yes, he was responsible for Taze coming, for Kane coming, for others coming. But look at where the Blackhawks were in 2007. They were in the toilet. They were in the sewer. They were they, they were a team that was just, oh, my goodness, how bad could they be? Well, Frank, Frank, not a Frank, not according to Skip Bayless. He probably believes the Blackhawks are overrated and didn't deserve to win those three uh, Stanley Cup championships. Uh, give me and Bill Wirtz. You is about as overrated as Johnny Manziel. Give me Rocky Wirtz over Robert Kraft. Seriously. I, uh, amen. And the church said amen. Rocky and Snowman. I like I like that Snowman. Oh yeah, you're over Skip Bayless. You're overrated like Johnny Manziel. He is. Oh, hey, Brian, uh, Josh, you, uh, hold it, Josh. Any final thoughts on what Skip Bayless said about the Blackhawks? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm done. done. Yesterday, Go for it. I, 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 I'm done. I said it yesterday. I said it yesterday. He needs to be revoked of his broadcasting license right now <laughs> because everything that comes out of his mouth is absolutely ridiculous. As is How about his his next his quote, and I want to remind everybody in advance. Hey, okay. So here's the next quote, and I'm, Brian, we're, we're going to start off with you because this is going to get you mad. I apologize. Oh no, let's have it. Give me Bill. You may leave. Said that mine. Oh gosh. <laughs> My Golden State Warriors will get on a 10-game losing streak. Oh, hell no. Oh, <laughs> hell no. Oh, okay, listen, I'm getting out of the way. I'm getting out of the way. Oh, I, I, hell I don't know. no. Dude, this is like Taco Bell. I'm running for the border. You know what? Hey, Snowman, before you go, I'm going to go hide in my closet, everybody. Like I said, like I said, it's like Taco yeah, Bell. I'm running for the way, border. Put yourself on mute, too, by the Peter way. Finch, Peter Finch said it best when it comes to Skippy Bayless and his Madden quotes. I am as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> Skippy Bayless, you idiot. 
You're talking about a team that's 19-0, survived Utah, trailed at Utah, trailed by 10 against the Clippers with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, won that game. You're talking about a team that won the NBA World Championship, won 67 games last year, and right now bridging the yeah. two seasons are on a 23-game winning streak. And they're going to lose 10 in a row with the way that they're playing? If you want to talk about a point where they should have lost 10 in a row, if you want to think realistically, it should be now when Luke Walton is in charge and not Steve Kerr, only because Steve Kerr is out with an injury. Mr. Bayless, do your research before you decide to utter such ridiculous nonsense. You have the unmedicated gall, the balls, the nuts, and the nerves to say that the Golden State Warriors, first of all, will lose to the inept Philadelphia 76ers, an NBDL team is in disguise yeah. as an NBA team. You have the unmitigated gall to say that they will go on a 10-game losing streak the way that they're playing right now, especially with them being away from Oakland for the next five games. You have the unmitigated nerve to utter such nonsense about a team that you're trying to claim that put a foot in your Cleveland Cavaliers' asses and will do it again (laughs) should they beat in the finals this year, and they won't because Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, and the Chicago Bulls will take care of Cleveland the way they should have last year before the Bulls got screwed in game four. Mr. Bayless, you absolute moron. You're talking about (laughs) Claiming a team that plays basketball the right way outside of the San Antonio Spurs, outside of the Chicago Bulls, and you want to make them your basketball team when your basketball team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, is so inept, is so behind, benign, and everything else in the book that they will never figure out how to win with LeBron James as a leader because LeBron James is not a leader. David Blatt is not a leader. Period. Anderson Bergeron, please. Hang it up and save the ball and let's get it over with. Skip Bayless, you moron. If you ever utter such things again, this rant will be longer and it will be laced with George Carlin cuss words. And I dropped the microphone. I got to tell you, I think you're a You know what? Brian Snow is a true leader. God bless you. You know what? You should Amen. run for office. Dude, run for office. You know what, Skip? You know what? I I could just picture Skip Bailey saying this to Brian Snowman. He probably would say, "Oh well, Snowman, I have to ask you: Who have the Golden State Warriors played for tough competition? Answer me that oh, one. Answer me on who? Yeah. Who have the Golden State Warriors played for tough competition? This is round two. How about the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that they're supposed to compete with in the Pacific Division? Beat them twice, down 10 to the fourth quarter in Oakland, down 23 at the Staples Center, came back and won that game. Let's see. How about the Utah Jazz, a team that's on the rise right now, that had Golden State on the ropes? Steph Curry comes in the game, Mm -hmm. hits two big threes. Clay Thompson, a drive to the basket. They win that game by three. And I put a statement on Facebook yesterday that pissed a lot of people off but made you guys think about why I said it and in what fashion I said it. My statement is this. Draymond Green is a better forward than LeBron James. Period. He is. That's all right, Brian. A lot of, th- a lot of things don't piss me uh, off. Uh, piss me off. So you're fine. Hey, you're fine. All right. Here's the, here's the next quote. And – this one's going to get pretty interesting because, obviously, Skip Bayless thinks he's the, the Zen, the Albert Einstein of basketball talk. All right. Since when? Skippy Bayless, oh, Jesus. Skippy Bayless said, Skippy said that Kyrie Irving is better than John Stockton. Oh, hell yeah, no. Like I'm going to go last like on this I one. Like I want y'all to I want y'all to go first. And the reason I want y'all to go first is because – 
when I come in, I got a whole bunch of references I can throw out there right now. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. You know what? I'm going to defer to somebody else because I want to hear Brian Snow's. I want to hear Snowman's references. I'm into the first. <laughs> I, I have to say, full of crap is the Christmas goose. You are a stupid moron, Skip Bayless. <laughs> you don't even know what the crap you're talking about. Why don't you learn to go back and make some sense? Boy, you, I mean, you are not a journalist. You are a piece of crap is what you are. Unstinking believable. Can I join you for the Christmas goose if you're going to deep fry it? <laughs> deep fry the Christmas goose. Yeah, let's deep fry that some bitch. Wow. Let's deep fry that some bitch. You know what I think? I want to hear Brian Snow. Kyrie Irving is good. Okay? He's an up-and-coming star. But to compare him to a Hall of Famer, the all-time assist leader, and a pure and true point guard in John Stockton. To say that is ridiculous is to say that Cleveland will boast four sports, professional sports championships in the next five years. That's how Mm -hmm. ridiculous this sounds. To compare (laughs) Kyrie, and I take nothing away from Kyrie Irving. Believe me, I take nothing away from Kyrie Irving. But, Mr. Bayless, maybe you should do your history first. Not only will I throw John Stockton in this equation, I'll throw a couple of others in this equation that were true point guards, which is what Kyrie Irving is learning to become. Not there yet, but he's learning, okay? I'll throw a current player that's a true point guard that can run his team. In fact, I'll throw two, Tony Parker and Stephen Curry, for current Mm -hmm. references. Now, for golden era references, outside of John Stockton, let's see. At guard, 6'9", from Michigan State, number 32, Urban Magic Johnson. At guard, 6'1", from California, number 7, Kevin Johnson. At guard, 6' even, from Georgia Tech, number 25, Mark Price. At guard, 6'1", from St. John's, number 13, Mark Jackson. You're making me, you're making me reminisce. You're making me reminisce of how great the NBA used to be. <laughs> oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just getting started. I'm just, I'm just Can getting started. Continue. At guard please six continue. four from Pepperdine. Here we go. At guard six four from Pepperdine. Number three, Dennis Johnson. At guard great six list. four from Illinois. Number twelve, Derek Harper. These are point guards, Mr. Bayless. These are point guards that have had an impact. These are point guards that have done what Kyrie Irving, Tony Parker, and Stephen Curry are learning to do, have an impact at their position. Stephen Curry has already had an impact at his position. Tony Parker, you cannot argue that he has, not because he has with the titles that he has and the way that he's led the Spurs with Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili. And speaking of, and speaking of, of, of point guards, Mr. Frank Sprinkle. Sprinkle, let me remember a little bit more. At guard, six one from West Texas State, number ten, Maurice Cheeks. I don't think I want to watch the NBA. I don't think I want to watch the NBA anymore. I don't. Outside of the Warriors and what they're doing, I don't think I want to watch the NBA anymore because of what you're mentioning. The NBA couldn't be this good, and it was in the eighties and nineties. Mr. Bayless, I'm done with, I'm done with the before NBA. Before you 
even utter such nonsense. And you're going to continue to do so because you're Skip Bayless, and that's why we love bashing you. Do your research before you decide to utter such quotes. As a matter of fact, I borrow from your partner, Stephen A. Smith. Do your homework and do your research before you utter such nonsense. And the next sound you hear is me spiking the microphone. I think okay. here's the thing. I, he just hates some teams, Frank. that's all. He just hates some teams. That's what it all comes down to. Well, all right. Uh, Josh had to step out just for a second. And, um, oh, no, no, we're piloting the ship. Oh, my goodness, we don't have a pilot. We're doomed. No, no, no. I got the next Skippy quote. Ladies and gentlemen, Uh-oh. boys and girls, Skippy oh, Bayless said that my... Where's the aftershocks, Frank? What are you doing? I am giving you the aftershocks. Dude, you're reading it in kind of a smooth tone here, and I'm well, giving the aftershocks little... in a hey, smooth... Hey, 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 hey. There's, there's a little bit of smooth, smooth, and a little bit of woozy, woozy. Okay. My San Antonio Spurs... Get oh, ready. son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Since when? Since when was it? Since when was it? Is his, his San Antonio Spurs? Go ahead. My San Antonio Spurs let me down against the overrated Chicago Bulls last night. Um, um, um. Can I, can I, teacher, can I go first, please? Yes, can you I can. I, listen, yeah, go ahead, Brian. By the way, you're a good student. You're a very good student. You're getting an A in my class. So go ahead. All these other students. They're all failures compared to you. My San Antonio Spurs. I, I begin with a question. What? Okay. To, uh, I, I think I just answered my own question, and I believe he uttered that this morning. Skip Bayless. Yeah. He yes. said, my San Antonio Spurs. Okay. This is the same man who, after Miami got vanquished in five games two years yes. ago, mm-hmm. claimed the San Antonio Spurs as his team because of his hatred for LeBron. This is a man that is about as confused as every Cleveland fan that I have known, met, or <laughs> probably will meet. He's about as, as confused as that Greyhound station I went through in Cleveland that had no food in it at 5 o'clock in the doggone morning, knowing us travelers Oh, were my hungry. goodness. Here we go. Here we go again for reminiscing about the past, about negativity. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, well, come on. My San Antonio Spurs, they let me down against the overrated Chicago Bulls. I don't think the Bulls are and, overrated. And who won last <laughs> night? Okay, overrated. They won. If the Bulls are overrated, overrated, what do you call the Cleveland Cadavers? Or Cavaliers? (laughs) (laughs) I would say, in my my view, I would have to say, if you talk about the Cleveland Cadavers, (laughs) it's probably because of the fact that the whole the whole sporting world and, and the whole media is so biased toward the Cavaliers, they want anything done to see them win the NBA championship. At this rate, Josh, Sean, Sean, at this rate, they'll take the Indians winning the World Series after what happened last night uh, with the Browns losing. <laughs> okay, and, and, and my, my statement remains. 
And my and my statement remains. Him claiming oh. the him saying the Bulls are overrated. If, if the Bulls are overrated, what do you call the Cleveland Cadavers? Uh, <laughs> chokers? Can I, Can I call them chokers? Choke, 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 choke. Yeah, I can get on it. Hey, Cleveland hasn't seen a championship in 51 going on 52 years next year. Pre-Super Bowl. Good. Good. Oh, Snowman, yeah, otherwise All Snowman's right. like, good, I don't want to see Cleveland win a championship. Otherwise, Snowman will be watching TV and say, like, hey, Snowman, check out those caps. You know, you know what? I, I if Cleveland ever wins the championship. Josh, yeah, back with us? Do we have any uh, wrestling? Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm yeah. trying to make my point about the Bulls. You keep, guys, you keep going on and on. Okay, so okay. he said that the, the, the Bulls are overrated. Okay, well, how about it's the not... Cleveland scam alliers? Not well, scam alliers. Whatever. <laughs> scam alliers. They try to they try to portray being a real basketball team, which is really pitiful at best. The Bulls played without Kirk Heinrich, without Mike Dunleavy, without Aaron Brooks last night, and they still beat the Spurs, who had Marcus Aldridge, Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili, Tim Duncan, and everybody else in their mother in that game last night. <laughs> hey, I got a Nimrod. Hey, how about the Cleveland Bad Valiers? B A D Bad Valiers. Yeah. Right, here's the next. Uh, uh, Scooby Bailey said that Stone Cold Steve Austin was overrated. Oh, big deal! He's swearing oh. all this stuff, but that I'm supposed to be intimidated by the guy. Get a Stone Cold Stoner Daniel. You know, like, get a. How about this, Steve? How about I, this? Get Bayless, get a Stone Cold Stoner, and then you'll see how overrated he was. <laughs> there, you'll find out. He'll stun you, and then you'll say, "Wow, he wasn't overrated." Go ahead. Can I, can I give him a Stone Cold Stunner, please? Yeah. I, I don't know. Can, can you? I can't. I want to give him a Stone Cold Stunner. How about you that? You probably have a better. You probably can do it better than I can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll admit it. I probably wouldn't be able to do it correctly anyway. <laughs> you're more luck. You're more lucky giving the Stunner than I would. <laughs> hey, Stone Cold Stone Cold's not even my favorite wrestler, but I have respect for the guy. Ooh. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up watching him as a kid, but I, I, for some reason, I for me, Stone Cold wasn't my guy. But that's me. I, that doesn't mean I'm not a fan of his, but I I, I like Stone Cold right. just like everybody else. But but right. my guy was the Undertaker. Yeah. Anyway, here's the next quote. Uh, Skippy Bell said oh, no. that Joe Montana could learn some things from Brandon Whedon, Johnny Mansell, and Tim Tebow. I am this done. one's mine. Goodbye. Goodbye. This one's mine. Of course it's yours. Wow. All right. Okay. Brandon Whedon. Okay, who were the quarterbacks again? He who, said, who were the quarterbacks Joe Montana, he could learn from again? Uh, Brandon Whedon. Uh, Johnny Mansell and uh, Tim Tebow. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, yeah, my 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 only statement is this: Who's in the Hall of Fame, and which three quarterbacks wish they were still playing? 
Tim Tebow wasn't even in the league. That's my case. Uh, <laughs> you know what I, I – You know, here's the definition of a moron. If we see the picture of moron uh, – You know what? You're the mayor of Moron Island. How about that? You, my friend, are the president, mayor, governor, secretary of defense of Moron Island. I hope more like your buddy Stephen A. Smith with his big words could join you down there, too. Uh, If I see your Stephen A. blow LeBron James over time on air, I'm going to – my head's going to explode. Hey, as far as Moron Island, listen, can Stephen A. Smith take Manziel with him? Take Manziel with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we then yeah, with you as quote. well. Josh has got one more quote. Skippy Bayless said that my and thus we ended with a shock. <laughs> my New England Patriots better win the Super Bowl this year or I won't watch. Oh no. What do you think, Sean? What do you think? I want, first, I, I, want, I want to hear Snowman. I heard an oh, no right there. Sean, you first. You know what, Skip Bayless? I have something, and I have a confession I have to make. Since when did they become your New England Patriots? Because they won Super Bowl. <laughs> if you are such a big Patriot fan, then why don't you keep your mouth shut and leave the Patriots alone? Why don't you go focus on your Dallas Cowboys? They're the ones that really need help. You've never been a Patriot fan. You've just been like, you know what? You're like a bunny. Hop, hop, hop. I hop, hop, hop. I'm hopping on the bandwagon. I'm hopping on the bandwagon. That's exactly what you are, Skip Bayless. <laughs> and I have to mention this, that when the Patriots do win the Super Bowl, if they do win it next year in the month of February, you're not included as one yeah. of the. You're not included as a fan. You only hopped on. You stinking bandwagoner fan. You keep your mouth shut. I've heard how much you talked about how bad Boston sports is, and if if, if they lose, they'll be like, "Oh, the Patriots let me down. I don't want to watch them ever again." Quit your whining. <laughs> Beautiful. 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 Wonder, all right. Yeah, I want to hear what Snowman I- says about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you pick up the mic? Yeah, I, I, I got the mic. I, I put some tape back on it. Okay, so you picked it up. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to drop it with this statement. Oh, no, it'll be Here's broken. Bayless, learn about sports before you talk about them and the teams contained therein, please. Yep. <laughs> Just learn about pro wrestling. Oh, come on, Frank. He likes NFL. He likes going for the winners. How hard is this to actually come up with a rational thought? Hell, forget about learning about your sport, Reverend. The guy's not even a good broadcaster. Oh, this guy's a good <laughs> but he deserves to be on air. Give me a break. You know, that's one of the main reasons why I hate ESPN. Because just because you're a former player, oh, you're automatically qualified to be a broadcaster when you have a bunch of talented people who have to sit the sidelines because, God forbid, we have to look to Trent Dilfer and his expert quarterback analysis. Oh, he won the Super Bowl. That's right. He won the Super Bowl because of Ray Lewis. 
What credibility does Trent Dilfer have as being a freaking NFL analyst? Why do we have to listen to Chris Carter every week? Why is Keyshawn Johnson rambling his mouth every The only credible guy on that Sunday night NFL uh, countdown crew is freaking Mike Dicka. That's it. Everybody else there is jabronis. <laughs> Why don't we do a Sunday NFL countdown and show these guys how it's done? Amen. Uh, Why don't we just do the second Monday night game next year? On that note, that's the right for the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. We want to thank the Snowman for coming on as always, brother. I appreciate y'all very much. I love you guys very much, and thank you. Right back at you, Snowman. Thank you, Snowman. Right back at you. All right, that's that's the Snowman. We're going to head to break. We're going to debut a new segment here where I – Pitch out some names for coaches. It could be from either the uh, MLB, NBA, NFL. It's called Hire or Fire. Who would Sean or Frank like to see be hired or fired? It'll be an interesting segment. We'll be right back. You listen to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling.
Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back here to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. My name is Josh Lopez, alongside Sean Mann, the update man, slash the historian man. And we also got, of course, big blue bumblebee boy, Frank... Sprinkle. What happened to Hope wind? Join the show. Where's the wind? If you guys missed today's, if you guys missed today's Skippy Bayless Bash Hour, check it out on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from, on the replay at Jock Journal Radio on the Jock Journal Radio section on JockJournal.com. Still got open phone lines for you at six zero two seven five three one seven four three. Don't forget, the top of the hour we'll be discussing in depth. The legacy of Kobe Bryant coming out of his recent retirement uh, uh, in the NBA. We we touched on it briefly yesterday, but this is a good opportunity for us to go in depth about it uh, today. So, if you guys have any questions, uh, and we have a question of the day for you guys, what's Kobe Bryant's long-lasting legacy? Mm-hmm. Give us a ring at six zero two seven five three one seven four three. Time to debut a new segment. Um, we have, this, this won't be a weekly thing, but it could be a monthly thing. You never know. But I will say this. This is going to be a pretty interesting topic because we're going to go from one sport to another. This is going to be called basically fire or higher. Now, we have the fact or fiction segment that we do each week, which we'll do on Thursday. But in this case, I'll ask Sean and Frank, I'll bring up a coach's name, whether he's in the NFL NBA or MLB right now, it's either Sean or Frank will say hire or fire. So this is going to be interesting. Ready, boys? Ready. Am I in that list? No. Oh, okay, so I can't get fired. fired Good. Hey, I can't can't get fired if I'm not in that list. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Let's start off with Sean Payton in New Orleans. I'll start. Look, I think uh, he's still going to stay around in New Orleans if he wants. I'm going to say hired, although the question is, does he want to come back? There's been a lot of speculation that things aren't okay. quite the same between him and the front office, but if it's up to the Saints, I say hire. Keep him. Keep him. Okay. Sean, how about you, bud? Sean Payton, uh, I believe, will be – oh, Josh, that's a good question. i got to make this quick, though, because we got we got the top of the hour coming up. I believe with Sean Payton, he is going to be, it's hard to say. You know, Rob Ryan got fired as defensive coordinator. Who knows what's going on in New Orleans and stuff. Uh, I'm going to say that Sean Payton will, uh, I'm going to say he's going to get a pass, that he'll be back in New Orleans this year. I. It's just, it's, it's a really, it's like a toss-up. I don't think the Saints are a bad team. I mean, they're not necessarily they're not they're certainly not the best team in that division, but they're not a team that's quite devastating. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Marvin Lewis, Cincinnati Bengals. I'm gonna start. I'll start. Even if they lose their playoff game. I'm just gonna I, I still think hired, although some people will want to say fired. I, I'll say this. Retained. He will be retained as a result of this good season in which they've really met expectations. They're on the verge of winning their division. 
getting a home playoff game, which they haven't had since January of 1991 in the divisional round. Everything seems to be clicking for Cincinnati. I'm going to say retained. He, he's not going anywhere. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that uh, I will I will concur with you, Frank. I will agree with you that he will stay and remain the Cincinnati Bengals coach. But Cincinnati, gentlemen, is de- is destined for a win. They are desperate for it. They want one. Have not won a playoff game since January of 1991. Think think of all the teams the Bengals have had that have gotten them to the playoffs and they end up losing playoff games. So you know that they're desperate. You know that they're just itching to try to get get the monkey off their back because they have tried so hard just to win one playoff game to advance to the next round. But Marvin Lewis, you have to give him props. He's done a very, very good job as head coach. He's turned that team around. It's taken him a lot of time to get things taken care of, but in the playoffs, that is yet to be determined. All right, let's go to the NBA. Byron Scott, Los Angeles Lakers. Frank, I'm going to go first on this, okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, ahead. Yeah, Byron Scott, L.A. Lakers, he's gone. I say he's fired after this year. The Lakers are the rebuilding team. They don't have what it takes to be good anymore. There's a lot of, you know, I'm going to save Kobe Bryant for later on because we're going to talk maybe when we get to the third hour, we're going to talk about more about his legacy. But Byron Scott is out the door. The Lakers need to rebuild, clean house, fix whatever's happened because they're not the same team that they used to be. They're just not the same team. I'm going to agree with you, Sean, and say he is going to be fired at the end of the season. Of course, this is – look, say what you want about Kobe Bryant here. I know we'll talk about him, but even with Kobe in the way that, that he's playing now, the way the Lakers have been playing, it's it's just god-awful. And they're 2-13 and 13 as of the moment, I believe. Uh, they were 21-61 and 61 last year. If you look at Byron Scott – a uh, great career with the Showtime Lakers of the late 80s and into the early 90s, but not a good coach. I mean, if you take a look at the record prominently, it's outside of 2007-08 in which they, which he was with New Orleans and they finished first place that year. Uh, since the run in New Jersey, it just has not been good. And it hasn't been good with the Lakers, a team that there's a lot of expectations for. Listen, this is going to be a team that's going to be starting from, that's in the process of starting from scratch, including a new head coach. I say definitely fired, Sean. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Joe, Joe Girardi, New York Yankees. I'll start here. I'll, yeah, I'm going to start here. If oh, the Yankees do not make the playoffs next year, I'm going to say fired. Because they did make the playoffs last year, although they lost the one-game playoff to the Houston Astros, a young and up-and-coming team. And you got to be questioning Correct. about Joe Girardi. Uh, do the Yankees want to go in this direction with him with a bunch of new talent? Like the Lakers, do they want to start from scratch? I say if there's no playoffs with the Yankees, he's going to be fired. If they make the playoffs, retain. But the way I'm looking at it for next year, I'm really have my doubts that they're going to make the playoffs. So I'll say at the end of 2020. 16 fired, unless they make the playoffs. I'm saying it right Sean. now, and I'll. I'm saying it right now, and I'll say it again. He is going to get fired because you know what? The Steinbrenners to me are like Jerry Jones. Okay, I've never liked the Steinbrenner family. <laughs> I've never had. Res- I've never had any respect for the Steinbrenners because I have to tell you something. 
George Steinbrenner was always a hard person to work for. He was always a guy that wanted things done his way. He wanted to win championships every year. He didn't get that. He didn't get his wish. Sure, he won. You know, sure, he won seven championships as the owner of the Yankees. You know, you got to give him a, maybe a little bit of props there. But the fact remains that the Yankees are old. This is a team that's not as good as they used to be. I knew the day that they played Houston in the one-game play-in game, I knew they were going to lose that game because Joe Girardi made bad managerial decisions. He benched Jacoby Ellsbury. The Yankees only had three hits. There was a lack of hitting, and there was a lot of booing coming from Yankee fans. So I have to tell you this. Joe Girardi gets fired. I would not be surprised that if maybe things get really, really bad, you could see Joe Girardi being fired maybe at midseason next year. Look, there's a lot of pressure with him. And with Brian Cashman. I'm I not trying to bring that, Cashman yes. into this. He might be fired, But too. I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm serious. The Yankees are old. They are in trouble. Alex Rodriguez is getting up there. Who knows if CC Sabathia is going to recover from his alcoholism. There's a lot of, of what-ifs with the New York Yankees. I, I dislike them, and I don't think they're going to be, as, be good next year. I mean, this year – was not the best. And you know what? I have to say this too, Josh. Make this quick. The Yankees didn't even end the season on a good note. When they ended it poorly, I thought, watch them get knocked out in the play-in game against Houston. And I was right. And I, I got to hold on. Before we move on, you know, Sean, I, I, I disagree with you on George Steinbrenner wholeheartedly. Now, granted, before 1990, I would agree with you. And, yes, I will be in agreement of the George Steinbrenner before 1990, before Dave Winfield and getting thrown out of baseball for a time. But when George Steinbrenner came back, he had, a, he had a hard look at himself and realized that he needs to do the job. Yes, George Steinbrenner wanted a winner. He was obsessed with winning. But he came to the conclusion that I've got to have some trust and faith in my baseball people. And sure enough, he did. And you take a look at the World Series titles that followed after 1996. I have a great deal of George uh, respect for George Steinbrenner. Maybe not you, but I do. Yes. Uh, yeah, we got to move on. Everyone. Last Fire, fire question of the day. All right. This one's going to be interesting. All right. I was going with either 1A or 1B. Robin sir is an easy one for me. Yes, he should be fired, but it's not the White Sox. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to fool you on that one. Okay, Pete Carroll, the last one. Keep or fired? Frank, I'll take this one first. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Pete Carroll, coach of the Seahawks, fired. It's a very, very, very tough decision. You know what? I'm going to give Pete Carroll a pass on this. I don't think he will get fired as coach of the Seahawks. Now, sure, where I live, there's been a lot of people upset about the Seahawks and their execution, like Nash was saying yesterday, and, of course, the bad play calling. I don't see Pete Carroll getting fired after after this year because he's – he turned. you know what? Pete Carroll's a veteran coach. He knows how to turn teams around. The only one bad year he had was with the 1994 New York Jets. The Jets that year went 6-10. and 10, They fired him after one year. Then he went to being the coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers for a few years after he left the Jets and then took over, coached New England, turned them around, got him a couple playoff appearances, did a great job with the USC program. He built that program up, and then he goes to Seattle and he wins a Super Bowl. 
So no, you can't fire the guy. Seattle's just been winning games with their off, maybe with their defense because it's really showing up. Their offense has been the problem, but I don't think Pete Carroll would get fired. I would be shell shocked if I woke up finding out on Black Monday because I know we're going to be talking a lot about coaches when we get on the sports drive about who's going to get fired and who's going to get retained. And if I would be shocked that Pete Carroll get fired, Frank, you. You got to understand, it's not really all that devastating in Seattle because. If you look at the Seahawks and where they stand, sure, it's it's different from where it's been the last couple of years. But they're six and five. Arizona Correct. has really been a threat the last couple of years, and certainly they've shown their true colors this year. Uh, but this is a team. Even if they don't make the playoffs, Pete Carroll is not going to is still going to be retained. He'll be back next year, unless of course Seattle uh, hits rock bottom next year. Then he'll be gone. But I can't see Pete Carroll going anywhere. He's he's staying. What do you think, Josh? All right. Oh, for me, um, I'd, I'd say fired. Fired. I, I don't think the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks should make the playoffs this year. I think they'll Maybe finish not, year either eight. I think they'll finish. I think they'll finish either eight or eight or nine or seven because I. I it's gonna be a tough game for them playing at Minnesota and then still having to go to Arizona later on in the year. So I think one way or another the Seahawks missed the playoffs, and then you had the whole Marshawn Lynch uh, scabuttle. The, the fan base still upset with what happened at the Super Bowl last year, and a lot of other things. So it's a bold pick. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But I'll go with Pete Carroll, the guy being fired for uh, next season. All right, we're going to have to break. When we come back, uh, Sean Frank and I will discuss the legacy of Colby Bryant coming up next. Hour number three of the Sports Drive. Be right back. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office.
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com you are listening to jock journal radio news opinion and discussion for all you jock stars welcome back to the sports drive where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck i i i think that i've become a little bit obsessed obsessed with sports Welcome back here. Hour number three is the Sports Drive here on Josh Journal Radio and JoshJournal.com. All the phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. Final hour of the show. It's going to be a blast. As always, uh, once again, I want to thank Brian Phil for chiming in on the Skibby Bayless Bash Hour. Uh, if you ever missed an episode of the Sports Drive, check it out on our on-demand section on JoshJournal.com and the Josh Journal Radio section or on iTunes. We got Sean Man, the historian man here, Gutterball Man, Walmart Boy Man, and then we have, of course, Bumblebee Glue, Indiana Boy, uh, Big Win, Frank Sprinkle. Um, before we move on to the next topic, by the way, I don't know how you go lower in power rankings when you beat the Green Bay Packers last week. Shows you how smart ESPN is. <laughs> End of rant there. Uh, anyway, hey, wait a minute. So, uh, yeah, let's we, move on. Uh, we have the big news coming out uh, over the weekend with Kobe Bryant saying that he's good, calling quits after this NBA season. We briefly touched about it towards the end of the show uh, yesterday. Uh, I thought this would be a good platform for us to talk about it right now. If you're an NBA fan and you want to talk about Kobe Bryant, uh, what's your thoughts on Kobe's career, give us a call at 602 753 1743. Uh, we'll let Sean and Frank go back and forth on this one. I'll shine, I'll, I'll, I'll give my opinions in between, but uh, let's start off with uh, Frank here. We, I'll ask you this question What's Kobe Bryant's long lasting legacy, and what's your overall thoughts on Kobe, player, my bad, Kobe Bryant as a player in the NBA? Oh, guys, where do I even begin to start? There's just too many to mention. That's how great it's been for Kobe Bryant. How about this? 20 seasons with one team. How rare is that? Because Kobe Bryant was the most celebrated player of the first decade of the 2000s. I mean, take a look at going back to the 1980s. I mean, the question is, it's a toss-up. Was it Magic Johnson? Was it Larry Bird? Okay, I'll be honest. A a tie between those two. The 1990s, it was Michael Jordan. 2000s, it's Kobe Bryant. And 2010s, say what you want, it's LeBron James, although I'll say this, Stephen Curry is definitely starting the challenge, I believe, LeBron James for that title. But look at Michael Jordan. Look at LeBron James. What do they? What what do those two guys not have in, in common with Kobe Bryant? Can you, can you name it? LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Think about it, guys. Those LeBron uh, James... Let's see. Go ahead, go ahead. I say with, with what, Kobe, what uh, Kobe Bryant doesn't have with in common with, uh, with, with Jordan... Well... I don't know, Frank. I'm going to take a guess. Maybe say different personalities. Maybe different personalities. No, no, no. Maybe. Okay, I want you guys to no, 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 All right. 
everybody has a different personality. I'll grief you there. But how about that Kobe Bryant is playing his entire career and will with one team? Michael Jordan. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. That's, that you really you really got me on that one, Frank. Good. Okay. Hey, hey, on. hey, I'm trying to make you think. I'm trying to educate you. I'm trying to make you smarter than what you already are. Come on. I'm trying to help out you. <laughs> Speaking of, I, I know. I, <laughs> yep. Now hey. I know what you're. Yeah. Now I know what you're getting at. Carry on, Frank. Yep. Yep. Well, think about this. Michael Jordan ended his career with the Washington Wizards after taking a couple years off. How about LeBron James? having to go to Miami to win two titles. Oh, yeah, and that experiment did not work well. Say what you want. Listen, they won two titles. They lost two titles. Do you think that was a, an experiment that worked out? I beg to differ. But now he's back in Cleveland. Kobe Bryant has been loyal to the Laker brass, to the front office, to the fans, to Jack Nicholson. He's been faithful to all of them for 20 years. Guys, two decades. Uh, think about this. 1996, he came out of Lower Marion High School in Philadelphia as an 18-year-old, and part of the of this Laker Renaissance of five NBA titles. Guys, I gotta say it's that simple for me. 20 years with one organization. Case closed. I have to say this is a good way to uh, do the segment and, and realize that when we look at the legacy of Kobe Bryant, Josh, and Frank. I mean, you're looking at a guy that was clutch for them. You're looking at a guy who won five NBA championships. He was the 2008 NBA MVP, which was an outstanding accomplishment for him. Uh, but you're right. I have to agree with Frank. I forgot about that, that, you know, he spent his entire career with the L.A. 20 Lakers. Years. And 20 years. You know what? I remember, you know what, in the late 90s, I remember when Kobe Bryant was big. I remember there was a lot of talk about with Shaq being there and with Kobe being there, there was the big talk about, you know, Showtime 2 because, you know, Showtime was so big in the 80s, so they thought Showtime 2 would happen because of how, how big they were and how and how the forum was packed with the Hollywood celebrities watching in full swing and Jack Nicholson uh, loving every minute of it because he was the diehard Laker fan. I know Jack Nicholson will be thinking about it too and realizing how much Kobe meant to him as a Laker fan because he saw – how big Kobe was in, in his prime and how he stepped up. Uh, you know, and like I said, another thing, I think the legacy of Kobe Bryant's going to be where, you know, he didn't give up on this team. What I'm saying, Josh and Frank, is that after 04, when they lost to the Detroit Pistons in five games in the NBA Finals in 2004, there was a lot of talk about what would happen next. But when Kobe re-signed with the L.A. Lakers, it basically was Kobe's team, and it was a different L.A. Lakers team. And, and, but they struggled. Think about this, too. The Lakers did struggle for a short time. Remember, in 04-05, they had Rudy Tom Jonathich who came in, and Rudy T. was a good coach. You know, you got to give him props to that. Rudy Tom Jonathich came in. He thought he could run his own kind of offense. It wasn't there. Then, then he stepped down because of cancer. Frank Hamlin came in and took over as the interim coach for the L.A. Lakers. But then the move to bring Phil Jackson back was huge because I'll never forget all the controversy that was going on, wondering, well, could could Phil Jackson and Kobe Bryant get along very well because Phil Jackson and Kobe didn't always see eye-to-eye on things, you know, especially going back to, uh, when uh, Shaquille O'Neal was there. We know, all know how bad that was and when Tex Winter uh, who was one of Phil's assistants, was th- thinking about stepping down and resigning because he couldn't handle 
the drama that was going on in Hollywood down in L.A. So Kobe dealt with a lot, you know, when you, when you think about it as he's getting toward the final year of um, for the L.A. Lakers. Go ahead, Josh. Um, uh, what I admire the most about Kobe Bryant is his tenacity and competitive drive. I, I think despite the multiple championship runs he's had, I always relate. The only similarities I ever have with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant is that they both had supreme amount of ferocity and tenacity and drive to be the best. Was Kobe Bryant always the most outgoing guy or the most team-friendly guy? No. Um, I think the job, Kobe, Bryant, Kobe Bryant was one of the last fully mentally strong NBA players that are out there these days. And um, I feel that Kobe Bryant would definitely be missed because a lot of these NBA players are mentally soft, in my opinion. Um, Kobe Bryant did not care whether you were – LeBron James or Kevin Durant or whoever. Uh, Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant, and there was something you could do about it. And that's what I admire the most about Kobe Bryant. Um, definitely going to be missing on one of those sad moments when you see a player play throughout his entire career growing up as a kid, even to now today. And to see something like that happen, it's a, it's, a, it's a bummer, but unfortunately, father time comes up, and everybody has their time to leave. And I, I, I guess it was the time, you know. They always say, hey, um, you have to realize your time is done once your body gives up. You, you always hear from athletes saying, you know, my time's coming to an end right now. And then that, that that's the point. Now we'll, we'll, um, will Peyton Manning announce his retirement this year? I don't know. Would a guy like Drew Brees be reaching the end of his run? I don't know. But Kobe Bryant had this written on paper that this was going to be it for him. And honestly, I kind of felt bad that it had to end this way with such a crappy team with the Lakers, and that's on the organization, not him. But uh, Kobe Bryant is definitely, in my opinion, very underrated, and I think he's definitely deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. Wait, here's the thing why I believe – I, to a point – See where you're coming from, Josh, about Kobe Bryant being underrated, and here's why. In the end, he's not going to be viewed as an underrated player. He's going to be viewed as one of the greats of all time, and he's got to. But the reason why I think you're seeing it as him being underrated is because of Kobe Bryant the last five years. His physical skills have deteriorated. He's even come out and said that he is not the same player he was a decade ago, a decade and a half ago. And based on the fact that we have seen an emergence of new talent in the NBA, um, obviously LeBron James has has been there for the last decade. Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, the list goes on and on and on. Some of the, t- the talent the Clippers have, the the Lakers in city rival. I the reason why Kobe Bryant is is viewed as being underrated is because maybe he's played a little bit too long. That's why I think he's underrated. But guys. Here's something that Kobe Bryant is leaving a, last, a lasting impact on this season. How about ticket prices? I mean, get this. The, the last game, home game, which is the last game of the year for the Los Angeles Lakers on April 13th, and it will be the last, the last game for the Lakers because they're not going to the playoffs. Playoffs, come on. Get this. 
Prices have nearly tripled in the 14 hours since Kobe Bryant announced his retirement. I mean, take a look. I'm on StubHub right now, taking a look at the at the April 13th game against the Utah Jazz at the Staples Center. Upper corner tickets are going for $350. $350. Okay, let's take a look at courtside here. You want to sit courtside for the game and maybe try to make friends with Jack Nicholson? Uh, that's going to cost you a pretty penny. How about $11,700 for a courtside seat right next to the Lakers bench? And you know what? You pay all that money, you get to become friends with Jack Nicholson. Think about it. Kobe is One thing about Kobe, okay, maybe not an impact this year, but look at the impact his retirement is making. Guys, you got to be questioning. If you look at Derek Jeter and his retirement a couple of years ago with the Yankees, I mean, look at the Nike commercial he did with Frank Sinatra's My Way being played in the background. I mean, don't you think there's going to be some sort of tribute in terms of a commercial for Kobe Bryant? Because that's the impact that he is making here. His impact with the Lakers in Los Angeles is the equal impact that Derek Jeter made with the Yankees in New York. I can agree with that, Frank, because uh, Jeter spent that entire year that he had with the New York Yankees, you know, and what do you think about it? You know, next year is going to be the year of big retirements for major professional sports athletes. I'm not – what I'm trying to do is not get off topic here, okay? But what I'm, I'm saying sure. is, you know, think th- think about it, gentlemen, okay? Kobe Bryant retires next year. David mm-hmm. Ortiz retires after next year. Peyton Manning will probably end up retiring after next year, I think too. he will after next year. You know, so I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I just don't see any way, anyhow, how that's going to happen. So you're realizing it's the end of an era for the major sport legends that we grew up watching. It's like a change. You know what this reminds me of, guys? Think back to the late 1990s here. And I can't help but think of three remarkable players that retired in the late 1990s, although I, I want to consider Michael Jordan. His true retirement was after the 1998 season. Say what you want Washington. No playoffs. Michael Jordan didn't really not much of anything in Washington except bring spectators in. But after 1998, Michael Jordan leaves the Bulls, right? How about after Super Bowl 33 in early 1999? Half a year later, John Elway retires. How about later? How about a few months later, Wayne Gretzky retires? I mean, can you get the sense, guys, that what we are seeing now is very similar to what we saw 16, 17 years ago? with Jordan initially retiring. And truly, that was a retirement for me, for Michael Jordan. With Jordan, with Elway, with Gretzky. That's how I'm seeing it right now. I'm seeing this as being reflective of what we saw 16, 17 years ago with those three, as we're seeing now with Jeter, now with Kobe, and eventually with Peyton Manning as of next year. Now, do his career... Do you think his legacy goes down to him because everybody over about LeBron James when he came into the NBA? I think from a marketing impact, maybe. But Kobe Bryant uh, came into the league when – or LeBron James, I should say, came into the league where he was – where he wasn't the dominant force. LeBron James was already a market, a market darling, but Le- Kobe Bryant was the most dominant player at the time. Uh, the problem is, and this goes back to what I was saying about Kobe Bryant and why we don't hear much about him now, his physical skills have deteriorated, and on top of that, guys, Kobe Bryant is not playing for a contender anymore. He is playing for some pathetic Laker teams. And if Kobe Bryant can lead these Laker teams 
like he used to 10, 15 years ago, then you know what, Kobe, you got to call it quits, buddy. Now, let me ask you guys this. Where would you put Kobe Bryant in the top 20 or 10 of NBA players of all time? Top 20? I'm putting him in the top five. Top 20, dude. Top five for really? me. Top five. Wow. You better believe it. Kobe Bryant is a top five player of all time. You, yes, he's up there with the likes of Jordan. He's like up there with the likes of Magic and Larry. I mean, this is the player of the 2000s. He's got to be in the top five somewhere. Maybe not number one, but he's certainly in the top five in my book. Sean, I would say too. I'd say too. He he most definitely is as a member of the top five when you look at what Kobe Bryant brought to the LA Lakers up there with Bird and with Magic and with Irving. You know, he's up there with all the greats, with all the greats, and that's what's really really cool about what what uh, he brought to L.A. and how big he was in La La Land. <laughs> I'm just curious, guys, how La Kobe La is going to recept. Here's the thing. You look at Kobe, and once again, this goes back to Jeter two years ago with the Yankees, how he was given all of these gifts, all of this big ovation, all of these kudos. I'm just curious how Kobe Bryant is going to accept it because I don't know if he really wants it. I'll be honest. I don't think Kobe Bryant really wanted all the kudos. I think deep down inside, he knew this was his last year. But I think he wanted to wait until the end of the season to make his announcement to avoid all of the attention. But the fact that Kobe Bryant announced his retirement was a good thing. Because he, he would be, if he did not go on and announce his retirement, it's safe to say that he would be asked a question every single day, and the questions would only be getting worse and worse. Kobe, is this it? Are you going to hang it up? So what Kobe Bryant did... I'll be honest, he had no choice. He was cornered here into forcing his retirement. Not that he didn't want to retire. Kobe knows it's time, but the fact is, if Kobe did not announce his retirement, he would have been forced to ask the same question every single day, and as the season got close to the end, it would have just gone 100 times worse. Mm-hmm. One last note on this, on this topic here. Um... I mean, obviously the NBA is going to take a big hit on this, obviously. Um, I just feel that when you look at where the NBA is going right now, um, I'm not saying that it's space because obviously it's sport or whatever, but there seems to be more of a drama thing that's invested into the NBA. I know we ripped the referees on the NFL side, but I think it's 10 hey, times it worse is. than the NBA. It is what it is, but I, I feel like, the NBA is becoming less of a sport than it is now. And Kobe Bryant still had that competitive sports edge that not a lot of NBA players have today. Definitely a celebrated career. But you know what? It it is. Yeah, it is a celebrated career. And, Josh, you were only two and a half. Think about this. You were only two and a half when Kobe Bryant made his debut. Two years old when he was drafted. Mm -hmm. I was... Correct. Well, for me, I was I was nine years old when Kobe Bryant came in there, and it was an amazing accomplishment just to see just to see what he what he brought to the um, yeah to the NBA. Because here's a guy coming out of high school, nobody knew what to expect, but when he came there, he really did. He was really not just a champion of that team. 
he was the leader. He was one of the big leaders of that team. And I would have to, I think after, I don't remember what it was, but I think when Shaq left, I think he became like the captain of the team. I mean, he was a guy who really cared deeply about winning for the L.A. Lakers and doing it. And I think a lot of people were amazed that L.A. was so good again. Like what I'm getting at is that, you know, oh six, oh seven. They, you know, they lost. I believe they, you know, they blew a playoff. Yeah, they blew the series against Phoenix when they lost in seven games. Then in oh eight, they lost to Boston in the finals, and they then he finally won two more championships. You know, oh nine and two thousand and ten. So I'm just saying that he knew very, very well that he didn't. That was the thing about Kobe. He didn't give up with that team. You know, he could have because when the breakup of the Lakers happened, L.A. Uh, was having a you know a pretty uh, not so bright future, but right now their future is not bright because the Lakers just don't have a future. And then, then we'll be wondering, you know, what will the team be like after Kobe Bryant retires? What's this team? I mean, where are they going to find their shooting? Where are they going to find a leader for their team? Because that's what it's about. It's about leadership. That's going to take time, Sean. I mean, take a look after Magic Johnson yeah. left initially because of HIV. It took about five, six seven years until Kobe Bryant really established himself into that role. Actually, I think I'd have to say five years because he definitely established himself um, in the leader coming out of high school. Go ahead. I know we got to get to break. I'm Dan. We're heading to break. When we come back, we'll have some more sports talk with Frank Sprinkle and Sean Mann. About 40 minutes left in the show. I hope you guys enjoy that. We'll be right back. This is the Sports Drive here on Chalk Journal Radio. 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 <laughs> Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling. It's five o'clock in the morning. Conversation got boring. You said you'd go into bed soon. So I snuck off to your bedroom.
my cell phone and these men call. You texting me like I'ma kill y'all. If you don't get your ass up out of that club and do you know what time it is? And I know that you mad, girl, but you ain't got to worry about nothing. Girl, I got you. Girl, I got you. She might come and find me. And then ask me kindly. That I left over your house the last time I came and put it all up Too many thirsty girls up in this club For me to leave here with one of them That's why I call her And you'll be right at home waiting for me iPhone plugged in the wall just waiting for me Club closed at 6, left around 4.30 Yeah, so by the time I'm at your crib And you yawning But I've been drinking all night And I feel like performing With you in the bedroom Floor to the dresser Don't want nothing less Cause I'm sure you're the best You're the one, so I let you That's how you show me love And when we finish, you like Damn, babe, you woke me up I love the way you put it down Like it's about to bust The sun ain't the only thing that's coming up It's 5 o'clock in the morning Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I I, I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. Welcome back here on the Sports Drive here on Jack Turner Radio with Sean Mann and Frank Sprinkle. Still got phone lines up for you at 602-753-1743. Heading about the last 30 minutes of the show here. We've been having a good time so far, as always. Uh, we're going to let Sean and Frank uh, have some fun here in this segment and let them shoot the you-know-what and uh, come up with whatever topics they want to discuss. And if you want to intervene, please, by all means, chime in and give us a call during the segment. So I'll hand off the reins off to Sean Mann here. Here you go, buddy. Can we drop? Can we drop the gloves? All right, all right, Josh. Um, 27 minutes after the hour on the 1st of December, 2015, 
the big story that comes out of Boston, and I'm not going to be trying to be too uh, I, I'm not trying to be too biased here, but this was a big like thing Boston. that um, like has a headline to it. The Boston Red Sox yesterday added Chris Young from the New York Yankees, and what was a very very big deal. Frank, I got to ask you, what's your thoughts about Chris Young going to the Red Sox? Is this a big move for the Red Sox? I wanted to talk with you about it. Chris Young going from the Yankees to the Red Sox. Well, this is. I'll tell you what, this is a blockbuster deal. And the fact that he's going to the Red Sox, that definitely is going to help them, I believe. Because we talked about the Yankees and them uh, getting older. Uh, first of all, we get, we're going to be talking a lot about Major League Baseball over the next week. Because we got the winter meetings next week. And we can only speculate what's going to happen. Uh, so we don't know what's going to happen. We can only speculate. I'm sure we're going to have a couple of surprises. But if you look at a guy such as Chris Young... What impressed me the most was how he was able to get on base against left-handed pitching. I mean, a 9.72 on-base percentage against southpaws. I'm a left-hander boy. I would have trouble. Uh, so you do have a guy that can get on base, especially against left-handers. And I got to say this. When it comes to batting average or on-base percentage, I know people look at batting average. I typically look at on-base percentage because it doesn't matter if you get on – by a base hit, it doesn't matter if you get on base by a walk or even a hit by pitch or an air. I want to see, can you keep the line moving? And I got to say this, the Red Sox, uh, they're definitely getting a guy that can hit against left-handed hitters. I think that was a struggle for the Red Sox last year. Uh, but here's another thing to look at, too. If you look at the 21 games that he played at Fenway Park, he had 11 extra base hits. And I think the Red Sox saw that into consideration. They want a guy that's going to get on base, and they want a guy that's going to not only get on base, but get on base more than just first, try to stretch something maybe into a double, into a, from what is a double into a triple. So I think a pretty good move considering that he's not really a power hitter, but he can get on base, and that's what's important here. Yeah, you know, and, and this is a thing that's really important for the Red Sox. You know, Dave Dombrowski knows very, very well that after the year ended, they did finish up strong. They went six games under 500 to go 78 and 84. It was bad to be a last place team for the, what is it, second straight year. You know, it seems like after 2013, you know, they win the World Series. Things just kind of went downhill uh, from there. But when you look at the situation and you look at where this Red Sox team is headed, it's going to be a different team. You know, well, Frank, you know, what I'm saying is going to be a team that's going to be different. You know, after 2016, David Ortiz will be retired. The team's going to be wondering where the next set of power is going to come from. Because, And you know what? I go back to 2008. I'll go back to 08. Right after the Red Sox won their second championship, they played the Yankees on a Sunday night. John Miller and Joe Morgan, I believe, called the game. The Red Sox won the game 8-5. to five, But they made a point that one day the Red Sox are going to have to realize they'd have to win without Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz. So I think with what Dave Dombrowski is, is he's realizing he's preparing for the future. He realizes that the future is bright for the team, but it's going to be totally different when Ortiz retires. Apparently what's going to be interesting is just to see where the Red Sox pitching is going to come from. What kind of moves are they going to make? I mean, the winter meetings are really going to tell me what the team's going to be, what kind of a ball club it's going to be like in 2016. I want to address the pitching here because there is a report um, coming out of, well, 
coming coming out of one of the uh, out of over at the monster dot com, written by Ben Buchanan, and this is after Johnny Cueto uh, turned down a six year one hundred twenty million dollar from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, according to John Heyman, that's where the report is coming from. Uh, apparently, the Red Sox do have interest in Johnny Cueto, and of course, Johnny Cueto, we know how dominant he was in Cincinnati. He comes over to uh, Kansas City, helps them win a World Series. And that's something since John Lester left uh, last season midway through to go to Oakland that the Red Sox have been looking for, a quality starting pitcher. And apparently they have interest in Johnny Cueto, so it's going to be very interesting to see where Cueto goes. But the Red Sox and Cueto, what do you think, Sean? I mean, would you like to see Cueto in a Red Sox uniform? Because apparently there's interest there. I think you know what with the Royal with the Red Sox and the Royals, I think a deal's going to get done. I expect you know Jackie Bradley Jr. will be moved. Who knows exactly where? But I do remember hearing reports that the Red Sox and the Royals they were most certainly looking at that possibility of uh, making a trade happening. You know the winter meetings are always big because there's going to be trades. Oh, there's going to be what did you say? Fun every year. They are, and it's the point of, you know, when that happens, there's going to be moves, there's going to be trades, there's going to be signings. And you know what? I like Dave Dombrowski. I have a lot of respect for him. I thought the move was perfect because Dombrowski comes to an organization that is expected to win, which is the Red Sox, a superpower that's always expected to be there year in and year out. But they realize that they still have a lot of work to do. I even knew that by that even when in my trip in Boston when they started losing, I thought something's not right with this team. This team just doesn't have it. They need to really, really address things quickly. And when you know, and, and the fact is, is that when you lose a lot of games early and they pile up, they come back and get you toward the end. So, you know, they really have to fix a lot of areas. They have a lot of things they need to fix with their team and re- try to reshuffle things move things around a bit. So big off season for the Red Sox. I'm glad Ortiz is coming back. Uh, you know, like we said before, we don't want to get too much into it, that he's more of the what we call the first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no question about it because of what he has meant to, to all of Boston, the state of Massachusetts, and all of New England. So we'll see what ends up happening there for the Red Sox. But a big signing for Chris Young going to the Red Sox from the Yankees. That was a two-year deal that they have reached. Um, let's see. Skip props. I want to say this. Skip props to Dave Dombrowski here. You mentioned I, – I want to say this, Sean. As, as a Red Sox fan, you have to feel optimist, 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 optimism about Dave optimism. Dombrowski. Optimism. That's optimism. how you say it? Yeah, optimism. Yeah, okay, hey, you know what? It's a long night. I was out working and doing a little – I was out doing a little boozing. I was helping you out there, Frank. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate it. We need each other. It was a long night for me. I was working and doing some boozing. But anyway, Dave Dombrowski, look at what he did uh, going back to – I know he was, he was there in Montreal in the late 80s, early 90s, but look at what he did in Florida. I mean, he was the first-ever general manager in Marlins history. They win the World Series in 1997, five seasons later. He turns around a struggling Detroit Tigers ball club that lost 100 games in two seasons, his first two seasons there, and he made them into World Series contenders. They went to the World Series twice as long as Dave Dombrowski was there. They were in the playoffs pretty much every year um, toward the end of Dombrowski's time. i got to say this. With Dave Dombrowski as a general manager, Sean, you have to feel confident. I would if Dave Dombrowski was running my team, my favorite team. I, I, I was very confident. You know, like, again, a, a few months ago I got 
people were messaging uh, me on Facebook and told me the news, and I thought, this is just perfect. Dombrowski knows what he has to do to fix the team. And other news to report as we get to another story here for Major League Baseball. The Detroit Tigers, uh, Dombrowski's former team that he worked for, said the Mitch, Mike, uh, Good luck with that name. I don't care about the money. He says he wants to win World Series titles. With the Detroit Tigers having a disastrous season, Frank, I have to ask you, how do you view the Tigers going into 2016? Is this team going to recover, or or is this a team that's going right back to the bottom like we saw in the decade of the 1990s? Well, we'll have to see. But first of all, we only got a minute left. I'll address it real quickly. Uh, You know, it's interesting. Max Scherzer leaves Detroit. Uh, last season to go to the Washington Nationals. Now Jordan Zimmerlin leaves the Washington Nationals uh, to go to the Detroit Tigers with a five-year, $110 million deal. So guess what? I guess all things are even. You lose Max Scherzer. Now you get, if you're the Detroit Tigers, you get one of Washington's uh, key starters in Zimmerman, and it's a big deal. Five years, $110 million. Boy, can uh, Jordan Zimmerman please spare me a couple of dollars here. Uh, But we are seeing from... El Oliva, the general manager of the Detroit Tigers, I think they're potentially working at bringing, doing the best they can to make to make their team a contender. But the problem is they got to start hitting. That was a big problem with the Tigers. They've been able to hit the ball the last few years. They got to turn it around. If so, they'll be a contender. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think you know Verlander, knowing that he hasn't been this, he was not the same this year. Uh, you know, losing Ioannis Cespedes, there's just something not right with the Detroit Tigers, and the Kansas City Royals eventually just ran away with it, which really shocked everybody. I think at the beginning of the year, I kind of had Detroit again as the team that would probably come out of there. Detroit's got a lot of house cleaning. They've got to fix their team and be good again. Yeah, you're right. They definitely do, and I believe we got to get to a break. It is um, 37 after the hour, and I believe, Josh, you want to go to a break now? Yes, sir. By the way, Frank, it's optimistic. There you go. Okay, no. listen, I was up last night. Hey, listen, I was up last night. Hey, so was I. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? I made a boo-boo. I made an error. Don't you make errors no in life? That's... Sean, don't you make errors in life? It's all good, buddy. It just, no shows you I'm... All right. just shows you I'm a human being. Yes, we're going to close out the show in just a couple seconds. We'll be back with our final break of the day here on the Sports Drive on Jock's Journal Radio. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we're selling. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one cars for kids donate your car today.
Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. Final segment here at the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. During the commercial break, I heard Rudolph is going to be on television tonight, which is... That's right. Uh, High definition. My ears. High definition but, on CBS for the. Oh, I, I know Josh would be looking forward to Rudolph tonight. Rudolph with 24 days left till Christmas. That's my favorite Christmas special of all time. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, I'm sure there. Well, there's other Christmas specials that we all can enjoy. And I will Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer tonight on CBS in high definition. You're a robber, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, just kidding. I like that one, too. I like the Grinch as well. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh, if you are okay with it, i got another story I'd like to get to real quickly before we wrap this up, well, if you're all right with that. We don't have enough time for that. Okay, we don't have enough time. time. Okay, Thursday. don't worry. Yeah. Let's not talk about Rudolph anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank God. <laughs> or have a little of that bastard. successful show. It was great. We had a great time today. We got into a lot of stuff. It does go very, very fast, but uh, I was having a blast, and uh, Skip Bayless Bash Hour just gets better every time we do it with Snowman coming on. I like his reactions, and Josh, fabulous host you are of the show. You do a good job of keeping me on my toes. I thank you very much for that. I make sure to... You know what? I think the important thing is, is that all that matter is, is that I try to work on my talent. That's the most important thing is always be always realize that you we all have talents, we all have things that we're good at, and we do the very best we can. So the important thing to realize is that you know, uh that things just keep going well and we keep flowing, we click you know, click on all cylinders and we realize that we enjoy having all of you listen to us and thank you for making us a part of your day because that's the important thing. You know, make it, you know, make make a difference with the show. I mean, we I have to tell you, it's it's been great that we we've had so much fun ever start ever since we started our first live episode on November 9th because I knew I was going to be rusty. I'm not expected to be perfect every day, but you know, but what in the final analysis is that we all can make a difference and we can all do our best to help each other out and just not deal with negativity. You come out, like Frank says, and you have fun. And I'm so blessed yes. to work with Frank Sprinkle. I mean, Frank is so professional with his sports knowledge. I'm truly blessed. I've respected you, Josh and Frank, from the yes. first day I met you back with SWR back in March of last year. You know what, guys? I want to say this. Uh, you, know what, you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Rudolph from 7 to 8 Central. Don't call me up. Don't, don't, my phone's uh, going to be off. 
I'm watching Rudolph. Don't call me up. Stop. Even if you're even if you need bail money, well, if you need bail money, it's probably your own fault. I'm watching uh, Rudolph. Can, you know what? We could call each other up, ladies and gentlemen. We could sing Christmas carols. We could put Dean Martin on. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Well, what about no, Andy Williams? Kidding. Oh, goodness, you're forgetting Andy Williams. Shame on you, Sean. You know, I had so much great things to say, but since you forgot Andy Williams, I'm going to regret everything I was going to say nice about you. I had a feeling you were going to stick Andy Williams in there. Nice, nice job. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy holidays. I love, I love Andy Williams is my, probably no. my favorite Christmas singer. Hey Josh, no, you I'm watch Rudolph. Hey, hey Josh, you watch Rudolph and get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to call me, got, call me up after eight seconds. I got a pair of things to worry about this stupid Rudolph. I'd rather watch Inside the NFL and get ready for my radio show tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, but, yeah, Josh, that's, that's, but Josh, it's a children's way, program. And I'm a child at heart. I don't care. Also, I'd rather see the <laughs> Minnesota Wild versus the uh, Blackhawks tonight. Oh yeah, that's on that seven. That, what time? Wait, what time is that game? Seven. I know the game is on NBC Sports. That is that still seven thirty or seven? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think so. Hey, don't let I'm, don't let, I'll, I'll flip it That's during good. commercial breaks. I'll, I'll flip it during yeah. commercial breaks of Rudolph. I gotta watch Rudolph. Uh, this, this is the time of year yeah. when when lights are out yeah, and you, when you, Christmas. Do you have a red nose, you hump? Do you have a red nose? Whoever red nose. You know well, what I have, a, I have? A, well, you know what? Maybe when I put when I uh, I go bowling, I'll put a red nose on my nose so that can give me good luck for tomorrow's bowling because yeah. I plan to dominate bowling, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the Skippy yeah. Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jockstars fight back. That, 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 that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? With one you know beer. Two beers, three beers, beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. I'm itching inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer. Tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Thank you, Josh, for playing uh, that. Because you reminded me how great pro wrestling used to be. Oh, God. We have, yeah, we have no yeah. time for another debate. And I'll win that. Oh, well, we ought to have another one. Yeah, yeah, you and I ought to have another final, one. Go ahead, Josh. My final thought is this. Uh, doing shows like this and just today's episode reminds me of why I do what I do. I love doing this. Uh, it gives me great drive and um, edge to outdo myself each show and have a good time and strive for perfection and success. And uh, I love what I do. I love hanging out with you guys each day. Uh, it's always cool to reconnect with the snowman and have some fun, have some comedy. Yeah, we may go along with the bad shower segment, but that's the point of it. You like to have some fun and get your mind off of stress at home or blah, 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 blah. Uh, this show, especially for truck drivers that listen to the show, this is the show for you. You know, you guys are doing hard labor work out there. But we also 
love the fact that I'm you a slave. check out and listen to a sports show that you don't have to be uh, insulted by. We don't have pre-planned opinions here. This is our straight-off-the-cuff opinions on sports teams, where you agree with us or not is irrelevant. But we do the show for you guys each every every day of the week uh, for your entertainment. So with that said, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, follow usually at WC Josh Lopez. I'll be back tomorrow on ChicagoSportsRadio.com for episode 144 of the Pro Wrestling Experience tomorrow, um, and then. Follow Shawman on Twitter at ShawmanSWR. Follow Frank on Twitter at JRL Frank. Uh, we're on Facebook.com, Facebook.com backslash the sports writers Josh Lopez and Shawman. Give us a like there. We appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Da Sports Drive. Da Sports Drive. Uh, and with that said, we'll be back on Thursday. So for Shawman and the big blue bubble bee, Gale Force Wind himself, Frank Sprinkle. My name is Josh Lopez. This has been episode number 12 of the Sports Drive. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Goodbye. We'll see you Thursday. Have a good one. You can come over and watch Rudolph. You just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news, opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Jock Stars. All right.
And Josh Rudolph on tonight. And I'm going to be watching. I don't have a game to do. I don't have the DVR. I can watch it live. Oh, jeez. Yeah, get ready for it, Josh. Rudolph on tonight. I'll be at, I'll be texting you and seeing if you're doing your assignment to watch. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm not we'll talk about that tomorrow or for Thursday. Guys, you need me for anything else? What did you say, Josh? I said I'm not hey guys, I gotta get, guys, I gotta get going. Guys, I gotta get going. I gotta leave. Uh, all right, I gotta, I gotta, get, I gotta get going. I gotta get lunch. I got I got an appointment at, at at the top of yard, but I gotta get some lunch first. All right, see all right, you later, see you, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you Thursday. See you Thursday. Bye.